Hello, lads and lasses. This is Vandal Drummond. We are enjoying tea and scones with the Superboy family in Los Angeles. I'm drinking my tea with one pinky out, as a proper gentleman does. Or even a badass, like, uh, you know, macho type, like a Pimpinella Escarlata or Cassandra. But I'm a bit more feminine than they are. So welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another... Uh, episode of Lucha World Podcast, and we come to you from Southern California, the land that has brought you Johnny Legend, Angeline, and most important, Superboy. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for having me one more time. It is great. You know, I gotta say, whenever we interview you, we always say, let's get another interview going in a few months, but as it works out... We interviewed you once a year, so this is like our third annual Superboy edition. Exactly right. And the coolest thing is, you know, even if we did interview every couple of months, I don't think we'd ever run out of stuff to talk about. Uh, There's always something new. Always. Yeah, there is. Always. Totally. Totally. Always. Now that I hit the scenes again a little bit more, Definitely. you know, we're starting to see a lot of changes, a lot of things. So yeah, there's a lot to talk about. Which speaks, speaking of which, the most uh, immediate thing is Fusion Pro Wrestling, which took a hiatus for a while, is just returned to Southern California. Yeah, a year ago we did our first show uh, on the weekend of Fourth uh, of July. Uh, we did our first show Fifth uh, of July, and I started this year also Fifth of July. Uh, a lot of people are saying, "Hey, you're crazy, man! You're gonna draw! You're gonna draw!" You know what I think? Um, uh, after two days of beach and park, how much more beach and park can you take? You need, you need some wrestling. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, I decided to go ahead and do the show. You, by the way, you guys missed a great show. We did. All we did. Fault. It's all my fault. The only reason you're crazy to uh, book a show on July 5th is that is Elena's birthday. And I could have attended the show, but I would come here not with a tape recorder in hand. I would come here with a suitcase in hand saying, yeah, yeah I chose Elena. Yeah. I chose wrestling over Elena that day. And can I well, you always have floor? a room and board here, so well, I don't worry about it. That's comforting to know. Do I have to change my name legally tomorrow? No, to, yeah, exactly right. Yes, yes. Yeah, because you'll be uh, one more than a dinastia de los moros. You already are, so what the... Oh, you already are. Actually, that means more to me than anything. Yes. Seriously. <laughs> you are part of this family. No, you guys are one of the best things about being a wrestler and a wrestling aficionado for years. Wow. Well, I, I know this family. Well, likewise. Uh, well, one of the reasons I was like... Uh, drumming up Southern California at the beginning of the podcast is I was driving uh, around on a Saturday afternoon just doing errands and stuff when uh, that NPR show off-ramp that covers all the wacky things going around in Southern California mm-hmm. covered Lucha Underground and uh, they happened to cover the show on a day where you were in the audience you weren't affiliated with the show but I, I remember uh, they were saying, well, we spoke to one wrestler, uh, you know, <laughs> a former wrestler named uh, Sergio Torres, and I'm like, our Sergio Torres? And I heard your unmistakable voice, and uh, i got to say what I really loved about it is you... I, I have had so many times where um, somebody is covering a show, like an, as some... Uh, Entity outside of wrestling, like a TV uh, crew. Well, one of Johnny Legend shows. Every now and then, a local uh, TV station would cover it, and s- s- 
when, you know, somebody who is affiliated with another promotion would try to get in front of the camera and plug the other show, even though they're not with. Well, and what I liked is you put over Lucha Underground, and even though you have no affiliation, you really put it over, and you put just the Lucha scene in general in LA over. Well, of course, you know we, we we're from here, from Southern California, and you know just like you, Fredo, myself, a lot of others. Uh, we live for Southern California, and uh, Lucha Libre is Southern California. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, um, this 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 uh, company, whatever it is, Lucha Underground. I call it a telenovela because that's yeah. what it is. Mm-hmm. It is. Yes. And 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 you know, they they base off of the ratings, yeah. just like a TV show. Yeah. Uh, uh, so it is Lucha Libre per se. Yeah. But um, you know what? When I first heard about Lucha Underground. I said, you know what? No, 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 no. I said, I gotta go check it out. Uh, just because they were telling me they were giving free beer and <laughs> like, oh, hey, this is my spot. So no, no, you know, I wanted. To... They did have the magic word free in there. Exactly, somewhere around. Yeah. There. Well, yeah, you know, you go in there, you watch the show for free. Yeah. A beautiful setting. Like I said it on the you broadcast. Sweat, you sweat a lot because it's really hot. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like going into one of the Indiana Jones. You know, to, yes! You know, it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a, for crying out loud, it's an abandoned warehouse. Yeah. And it's just, uh, they just fixed it so nice. So, you know, everything looks, looks uh, rustic, looks... Uh, mm. Old looks, but it's it's the perfect place for lucha libre. Yeah, you know, after wrestling in, in SWAT meets mm-hmm. in uh, warehouses and everything, so that's the perfect place. And where else? And where else? Then in Boyle Heights. Boyle Heights, yeah. just a, a few miles away from the where the All Nations Center used to stand. That's in. what I was going to say. Yes. Right there. You know what? And, and yeah, uh, when when I first heard about it, I, like I said, I went. I, I started watching it on TV. I liked what I saw. Um, I know I was affiliated with AAA. Uh, there's a cancer there that I don't want to mention his name. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yes. But, you know, we, you know, aside from that, I think it's cool. Why? Because they opened the doors for a lot of the uh, uh, local luchadores in this area. And, and I see it as a positive way. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because, like I said... You know, there's something else aside from WWE, mm-hmm. and they're they're really looking for a talent. They're looking for our local guys, and you know what? If I was back in my prime, that's what I'll be shooting for. Yeah. And it was a big door. All you gotta go is just go knock, show your talent, and you know, uh, take it from there. And uh, you know, I'll be honest. When it first was unfolding. I'll be honest, I was pessimistic because there's been so many Americanized Lucha promotions where they put the word Lucha Libre on, but it's very Americanized and somebody Mm. might slap a mask on, but there's nothing Lucha. Where this is really innovative, creative, I mean, they're trying something really different. And and it is what you just said, it is. It has the the, the Anglo touch to it, and it has to, to make it work. Exactly. It has to, because otherwise you'll have another wing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but you know what I'm saying. There's people who would say Lucha Libre, and there's nothing Lucha. And no, exactly this right. Does exactly have right. Atmosphere. But yeah, but like I said, you you really need these people. Yes. To put two and two together, mm-hmm. uh, they know right now. Uh, they know there's a big market for Lucha mm-hmm. Libre, yeah. and if you know if you don't market on that, you know you're doing something wrong. Exactly. You know, so like I've always said it. 
the, the, the market for Lucha Libre has been there for the longest time. They just don't know how to work it. They just don't know how to work it. Why? Because you just said it right now. There's a lot of people working it with, uh, with, with nothing that has to do with Lucha Libre. Yes. Just a bunch of white guys with, with Luchador masks. <laughs> exactly. and, and it's not 100% Lucha Libre. Even, even some guys were saying that we don't have authentic Luchadors here in L.A. or Southern California. That they're all, you know, uh, white folks in masks or trying to do Lucha Libre. And you know what? I challenge that, you know? Oh, yeah. I challenge that. We have great guys just here. just not going to the right places. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you know, if, yeah. Um, if you, you know, you go to a place like, I'm not talking bad about anybody, but um, this is a great promotion in, 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 in um, Fontana or San Bernardino, Jesse's promotion, mm-hmm. where he does use some Lucha Libre, but it's mostly American wrestling. American wrestling. Yeah. And I love the Federation. I love what Jesse has done for the business. Mm-hmm. Jesse has done a lot for this business, like a lot of people don't give him credit for. No, it's true. It's true. Uh, it, uh, I met Jesse in 1979 mm-hmm. when he was working the ticket booth in San Bernardino and taking the ring jackets. And, yeah. and before the show starts, he and his friend Juan were being trained by Goliath. You know, and... Yeah. I would have never guessed that he the would be such a draw. Yeah, the Friars. Yeah. yeah, I never dreamed that he was going to be such a driving force in SoCal. Well, yeah, you know, if, if you know Southern California, you have to know Jesse Hernandez. Yes, you know, and a lot, like I said, a lot of people don't give him the credit he deserves. I take my hat off for Jesse Hernandez. A mm-hmm. uh, couple of opportunities that, that I had in my career were also offered by Jesse Hernandez. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Um, like I said, you know, promotions like that, they're not 100% lucha, and they're not 100% American. And that's what I like about them, mm-hmm. that, you know, it's a fusion, and that and that's what we need, you know. We, we you know, uh, you can't say, and these guys are saying, well, it's not 100% lucha. No, it's not 100%. Why, even if you go to Mexico, it's not 100% yeah, lucha. Because you've got more... Uh, uh, Americans, foreigners. Yeah, more, more foreigners than anything else, mm-hmm. you know, so... How could they come over here and say that it's not 100% lucha? And, and one of the things, well, this is the old man. Who said that? Tell me. <laughs> the cancer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not the cancer, the Scorpio. How dare you can't say that too cold Scorpio. He's a nice guy. <clears throat> At least I heard he's a nice guy. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> uh, I lost my train of thought. I didn't even sleep. That's true. But, uh, no, it, it is a perfect balance. I and well, this is the old man in me is. Mm. If you're talking about lucha libre, one of the things that was so unique about lucha libre, in fact, I think the only other country to ever do this was Britain, mm. is you had guys who they now call minis, who did back then they call lightweights or okay. welterweights. Okay, yeah. They had cruiserweights. Yeah, but no, shit, they had all these weight classes in Mexico, and they all got over. All the titles got yeah. over, and. That's different, but that's just how wrestling evolves, you know. Yeah, and, and that's when actually that's when that's what one of the highlights of uh, the Mexican wrestling, the, the lighter wrestlers, mm, yeah. just like in boxing, the, the you know the flyweights that go at it, man, boom, boom, boom. And that's and the lightweights are actually like the bigger draws. Exactly mm-hmm. right. So yeah, so you know, it's the same thing in wrestling. There's a lot of small wrestlers. Uh, now they, I guess, it ca- uh, categorize them as uh, you got the minis, and then you got the the pequeños and then you know you got the normals and 
something like that. It's anyways. a little more psychedelic. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but it, it's it, it is what it is, and it's lucha libre. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, now it has evolved a lot uh, to what we were used to watching. As a matter of fact, I I, I posted a, a, this one video on on YouTube that I I, I stole from. Some guy that asked me for a friend, mm-hmm. and it's a song, and it's a song. It's a really great song. I it's in salsa, it. and it has it has just um, uh, lucha scenes with uh, Super Astro, uh, Mil Mascaras, Satanico. Uh, you know when when wrestling was in its in its peak, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm talking about the late seventies, eighties, nineties. And the, I consider that, well, you know, from for lucha libre in Mexico being at its peak, yeah. Because what we're what we're seeing today, I love it, but at the same time, I'm like, uh, you know, there's some stuff you don't like. Right? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, uh, when you break tradition, you know, you you step it up, it's good, but you know what? You always have to have that tradition there. Otherwise, you just lose. You lose the uh, the essence of what it is or what it was. Yeah, I mean, the, what, at least what hits me right away is I remember a few years ago going to your house and you had a match playing with Lismark uh, from the mid '80s. I can't remember. Oh, versus Fat Allen. Yes, yeah. yes, it was a title yeah. match, and they did flying moves, but they weren't so how today they're so they're too clean. It's like. They were doing this really raw, stiff-looking wrestling, mm-hmm. but these beautiful flying moves, but they looked raw and stiff at the same time. Yeah, like they yeah. looked badass. And now they look... More chore- choreographed. Choreographed. Yeah. I, for lack yeah. of a better word. Yeah. Lucha yeah. already kind of looked choreographed to begin with. Because yeah. a lot of people always think that it's choreographed. Yeah. You know, like, all wrestling now is kind of choreographed. Yes, yeah, so it Compared, works in a different but it's like way. It just, yeah. it just looks a little more... It doesn't look like a real fight, you know? It doesn't, like, come off. Well, you know what? I, I never try to explain that to people. What I, what I tell people is that's what you learn when you go to train. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, it, people do it differently. You know, um, so you learn, you learn, and it, and it, and it, it sticks with you, it sticks with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but it's, that's what training is all about. Mm-hmm. You go to train, you learn. Um, yeah, it's uh, something you could say choreograph. I don't say choreograph because, you know, if, if the guy comes at you with a punch and if you don't move, yeah, he's going to punch this crap out of you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, I, um, I, I can't explain it, but... Well, well, I think the difference is, like, when we were being trained, I mean, what I remember mm-hmm. is you pick a few high spots, but mm-hmm. you improvise the rest. You mm-hmm. You go hold for hold. You don't... Call every move. Exactly. Where nowadays, I, I, mean, I think that's probably more what it is. That's what it is. Cause now again, nowadays I'll see guys wanting to plan everything from the opening bell. Oh, exactly. Right? And, and, and that's impossible. But they, that's, that's impossible. You know. And, well, yeah. Well, yeah. that's why you have the matches that you have. Yeah. You know, I remember going in there and just going at it with a Viano or a Brasso or you know mm-hmm. a Marco Polo or Jalisco. You would go in there and you would wrestle. You will go hold for hold. You know, Javier Yanes or, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. people that knew what the hell they were doing inside the square circle. And you went, and, you, and you better know your stuff. Because if mm-hmm. these guys knew you, you, sh- you showed a little sign of weakness, mm-hmm. dude, they will grab you and tie you in a knot. Literally, dude. So, yeah, you had to really know what you're doing. 
And you know, and back <laughs> back in the day, I remember you know we were going at it for a whole for a whole hold, and they'll slip in the you know uh, 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 an uppercut, or they'll slip in mm-hmm. a you know uh, you know to the ribs, a punch to the ribs, and you know that that brings your stamina down here. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So it's my turn, you know. So they're just testing you. They want to see how much you knew and and you know where's it going to go from here. Yeah. So if 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 you really didn't like the way it went, you know, you just went at it and went, went strong style, dude. And uh and uh, you know as far as to just going out there and having fun and working. So mm-hmm. that was just to touch bases and know where you're at. Mm-hmm. And you took it from that point on. Yeah. And like I said, you know, you were you were working with people that knew what they were doing there. Now they don't even go for hole for hole. Why? They start off flying right away. Yeah, because it's 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 out of style. Nobody wants to watch that. Yeah. Uh, they just all of a sudden you just see the guy run, drop down, leaps. But you know, I'm Volador Jr. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He, when he was judging Guerrero Maya Jr., you see now they both wrestle. Uh, yeah. He was telling um, he was telling Guerrero Maya Jr. that he wrestles like an '80s wrestler. Mm-hmm. He said that style doesn't work now. But I mean, yeah. I kind of disagree. Cause I disagree. If you're good, well, he, yeah. if you're good, it doesn't matter. You're gonna look good no matter what. There's just some guys who aren't really good at it. Well, exactly. No, no, no. And you know what? It's because. Uh, a lot of these guys are being taught by the old timers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I even get it today in, in the gym. Yeah. You know, dude, you're wrestling. Yeah, that's what the first thing they say. You're wrestling like a guy from the 80s or the 90s. Yeah. You know, we, we don't do that anymore. You know, remember when you used to drop down, you used to jump with both feet. Oh, you don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. You just kind of leap over. Yeah. You know, and uh, a lot of things, a lot of things have changed. It's basically, it's basically the same thing. It's how you execute some of the stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a little bit different. Uh, more velocity, uh, more high flying. Um, but yeah, I remember I got criticized. Well, not criticized. I got a, a good uh, um, uh, advice, and we were just talking about yeah. a list mark. Yeah. And I remember I wanted a change tradition when I first mm-hmm. started wrestling. I said, you know what? I'm tired of seeing always the heel being as the, I mean, the, the the bad guy, like the ugly bad guy, and I'm tired of seeing the 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 the, the face always being the, you know, in Martin, you know, that always getting beat up, yeah. and you know, it doesn't do the comeback until the end. I said, no, I want to be that Rudo where he could do a backflip or he could do a head spring, and he could go toe to toe with a with a with a baby face, yeah. you know. And I started doing that, and 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 I, people got on got onto it, and they liked it, and and so I started doing that style, fast paced, mm-hmm. uh, high flying. Uh, I started doing that style, and I loved it. And 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 I remember watching Stuka, watching Felino, watching Super Astro, mm-hmm. and they had that style. But yeah. you know, I just named three guys that were. Technicals, yeah. there were faces, so they had the speed, they had the agility, and I never seen it on a on a heel. I seen it, I seen good heels, like Pirata Morgan, Satanico, but they weren't fast. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, let me implement speed, let me implement uh, more coordination, let me implement more gymnastics. So that was my idea. That was all in my head. Yeah. <laughs> so I started implementing it, and yeah, it caught on pretty fast. Uh, I guess really quickly, I was like a fan favorite. Um, 
And I remember this one time it was um, Gran Marcus, Ori Chavez, and myself versus Triton. Um, Triton, uh, Corsario de Plata, mm-hmm. and Lismar. And, and Lismar wouldn't give me the time of day. And I went in with, with Corsario de Plata, and we just tore the house out. Boom, boom, boom. And Corsario de Plata was a hard person to work. Mm-hmm. And I've always said it, you know, uh, if, if you click with somebody, cool. You know, because he's he's a professional, you're a professional. But when you get people, they're not at the same level, and you make them look like a million bucks. Now, I consider that a good wrestler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we went out and uh, we went at it, boom, boom, boom. Went, uh, made them good look, look good, whatever. Um, and then when it when it comes down for me and Lismark, you know, we just improvised. We just went at it, bomb. And this is what I'm saying that. You know that that's what training is for. You learn. You, it, everything does not have to be choreographed. Mm-hmm. Everything does not have to be planned, as they say. You know, you go at it, and you, that's where you train. That's where you train. That's where you go. You know, and and I went in there. We 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 hit a nice spot. And after the match, uh, he went over to me and he congratulated me. He goes, "Yeah, you know what? Yeah, you got a bright future future ahead of you." One thing though, you got to make up your mind. You either a heel or you're a face. So uh, I didn't say anything. I said, "Well, thank you, sir. I'll you know take those 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 wise words into consideration." And uh, thank you. Thanks for the advice. Uh, one thing my dad taught us is to always to learn, listen, and uh, taking the good and leave the bad. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and. Uh, um, I I really took his words into consideration, and uh, but I kept my style. I mm-hmm. kept my style, and, and it took me places. Thanks to, right? Yeah, thanks to. Well, and and you know the business evolves anyway. Because I, uh, we joke. There's a wrestler we know who you know is is a veteran who, well, local veteran <coughs> I should say, not. But he'll always say, "Oh, the younger folks don't respect us and stuff like that." Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I get what he's saying, uh, but the only irony is, I'm sure when we were all rookies, there were older guys saying they don't even give us the time of day, they don't respect us, and that's been around since the business started. Because I remember reading, uh, it's hard to find books about wrestling years ago. And when I was like 13, I found a book written in the 50s about pro wrestling, and they were interviewing guys who wrestled in the 30s, saying. Oh, the stuff's all fake today. It's a bunch of crap. But in the '30s, it was all fake too. You know, I mean. Yeah. No. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but everybody everybody says in my day, and it's true. That's why I always keep myself in check. This, this is what I say. This is what I say, and I and I say it a lot. Yeah. And I preach it. I go look. Listen. It, 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 nobody's gonna come and change the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna go, and somebody else is gonna come, mm-hmm. and it's exactly. gonna continue the same way. The only difference is that when when I when I started in this business, we had the old folks. Mm-hmm. We had Hako Plaza. We had the old wrestlers that took charge, and you know what? And and, and they really and they really set they set the bar. Mm-hmm. You know, we never broke kayfabe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we never mingle with the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, gym was our, our temple. It was you sacred. Exactly right. And there was, there was always somebody 
uh, 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 one of the older wrestlers mm-hmm. that was smacked in the head and they saw something like that. Right. Okay, so now what's happening? Now what's happening that those folks are gone. Mm-hmm. But now I tell them, now those folks are us. Yes, exactly. It's me, it's you, it's all the guys that we mm-hmm. grew up in the 80s and the 90s. Now we have to do smacking around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we have to, you know, put rules and regulations. You know, a lot of people say, hey, well, they don't listen. Well, smack him in the head. <laughs> yes. I think part of the problem is today is when Hatco Plaza was around. Actually, this is something I kind of wanted to bring up because I know you grew up around this. But back then, it was a lot harder to promote a wrestling show in California because you had to... You had to uh, work with the athletic commission. You had to get licensed. You had to have a doctor. You had all the wrestlers had to be licensed. Well, uh, and and today anybody promotes. Exactly so there's right. There's a lot of people. There's yeah. future pro wrestling, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? In your wait, uh, you know I don't know. If I I didn't get to go to the show. Did you go to the show for the Enesta Esquina? Uh, the 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 wrestling uh, talk show we had. In Spanish? Like oh, yeah, yeah, the one, okay. the okay. one uh, that was right by uh, the FPW show, where you ran the FPW. Yeah, okay. Yes, yes. Oh, no, this is a different one. Okay. So, anyways, anyways, I, I had the legendary Falcon de Oro. Oh, yes. So, yes. we interviewed him, and and you know what? He's the godfather of Lucha Libre here in Southern mm-hmm. California. He's basically the, the one that paid the way, that opened doors, knocked on windows and doors, and these doors were open for us. Thanks to Gil and everybody behind him, like my father, uh, Chamaco Rojas, uh, Bendulion. Mm-hmm. Thanks to these folks, who, you know, uh, Lucha Libre is possible here in Southern California. And, and Gil, I don't think any wrestling gym lasted as long as Gil's. It lasted, what, three, five years exactly. before it closed And I said, well, how did you... Okay, He's, he kind of, I'll say briefly... But he, he, he told his story. He came from Querétaro to Tijuana. Uh, he was he only weighed a buck and a half. Um, promoted there, liked him. Uh, he goes, you got to put a little weight on you. Uh, he started doing Mexicali, Tecate, La Paz, uh, all of, Ensenada, all of that. So he, he made a name for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is after he made it in Mexico also. Uh, but he had to prove himself in what was the front or the, the border yeah. uh, uh, Tijuana so anyways when he came over here he wanted to promote he wanted to start doing lucha so um, he started with his uh, with his gym mm-hmm. and the first ring I guess that the same ring they had there for always really it was the same was ring that by, was I don't know if it was it was given to him or the guy the promoter from Tijuana they helped him out mm-hmm. and, and pushed his career Bought that ring. Oh wow! Oh wow! Either, either uh, he bought the ring or he helped them out with the ring. So, anyways, he got the ring. In order for you to be even a be considered a promoter, you had to have a gym, mm-hmm. and you had to have more than fifteen students. Mm-hmm. That was one of the stipulations. And uh, back then, uh, you had to go talk to I forgot the name of the lady at the Olympic Auditorium. Eileen Eaton. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Because she was the one that basically. Made you or destroy you. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. She either gave you a license or say, get the hell out of here. So and there was a there was a conflict of interest there because she worked on the commission, but her son was the L.A. promoter. So if anybody 
looked a little too sharp. Exactly. They were pushed and out. but you know what? Uh, they goes. We had to go through a lot of humiliations. Mm-hmm. We had to go out uh, a lot of prejudice. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes. Yeah. They they gave it to us just because. What are these bunch of Mexicans gonna do? <laughs> Let's yeah. give it to them. Yeah. Yep. They went there. They presented all the papers. They're, they had their gym. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they had a place to promote. So, uh, he goes, what harm can they do? You know? So, yeah, they got their license. Uh, and, and back then, like you just pointed out a, a while ago, you need to have capital. You have money in the bank, property, uh, a gym. Uh, with more than 15 uh, people. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. So there was a lot of stipulations, yeah. a lot, uh, which they went through. And, um, yeah, they opened up the Arena Center, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in the uh, early 70s. Yes. Because I remember uh, going to the Arena Center about 73, 74, mm-hmm. and uh, going and checking out the shows right there. And uh, like I said, my my dad came with a lot of ideas. Um, my dad promoted in, in, in Guadalajara. He was a wrestler. He did he did it all. So uh, he was a big asset to the lucha scene here in, in L.A. Well, your your dad had, I mean, love all the guys, but there's a lot of egos conflicting. But your dad oh was God. your dad was one who, you know, I, I can remember times when I booked you on other shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, your dad was the one sane voice who kind of said, if a promoter was getting like too cocky or something, I remember him explaining to you, well, the promoter's just trying to defend their territory. Don't mm-hmm. let it get to you. Or the other wrestlers would take it personally. And, and you know what? It, it's sad in a way because uh, my dad did so much for the business mm-hmm. and he never got acknowledged for it, you know? Yeah. Uh, a lot of people, um, a lot of people, they, they, we had a lot of the old timers to come to the show and mm-hmm. talk about their experience, how they, uh, you know, started. And they all started at uh, Gills mm-hmm. or um, uh, Jesse um, Garcia. Garcia. Jesse Garcia. Because you know, he, he also had a gym and in his house, in his backyard. And uh, But the, like I said, the sad part is nobody acknowledges my dad. And I know uh, nobody has to tell me because I was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a youngster back then, but I, I, I took a lot of stuff in, and um, yeah, he made, he did a lot for the business, and nobody gives him the credit that mm-hmm. he deserves. I don't, I don't care, because uh, I know what my dad did for the business, and, um, and 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 it's something, you know. I I try to mimic my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go to, I try and help. And again, if, if if you ask people, oh, you know, this guy, oh, he's no good, mm-hmm. or you know, he's trying to run. No, I go and I help, mm-hmm. and I do this because I love the business. Yeah. And every promotion that opens, I try and help. Why? Because it's more, it's more places for the guys to go and wrestle. I wanted to ask you about because uh, somebody asked me about this, mm-hmm. and I kept because we haven't done a show. Mm-hmm. They asked me this a year ago, <laughs> but uh, they wanted to know about uh, Revolution Pro when you started with them because they kind of became a big deal now here. And um, the Revolution Pro group mm-hmm. basically was the what precursor to what was uh, PWG now. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it like working with them? Revolution Pro with uh, so was Ron Rivera. And, and, uh, Ron yeah, Rivera yeah. Well, you know what? Um, uh, when when I first went, Ron Rivera called me and. Um, 
I remember he giving me a call. I knew him. I've seen him. Yeah. A couple of times he would go to WP, uh, WPW. He would be around do do, do shows. And he smart kid, yeah. a really smart kid. He would move around. He was in the movie industry also, oh. doing you know videos, doing this, doing that. He would move himself, and he started his his promotion over here in Norwalk. I think it was in Norwalk, and. Um, so one day he gave me he gives me a call. I gave him my prize. Oh, it's too high, you know. Yeah, yeah. What it is. So, so basically, we we finally touched down to bases, and I go, well, you know, what do you you only want to work with me or, yeah. So, anyways, I go to his place. No disrespect. I I, I go there, <laughs> and um, and Super Dragon just tries to get take over. Yeah. And um, I said I don't have no problems with that. But you know what? What were you in to do? Like, what were you train or just? No, I, I was just to go and wrestle. Just go to wrestle. Just to go and wrestle. Uh, uh, I met a lot of the kids there with a lot of heart. Yeah, because uh, a lot of them later became the PWG guys. That, exactly. You know, the fans now. Exactly. Like, you know, yeah. Super exactly. Dragon, uh, Excalibur. All of those. Yeah, they, and the company was barely starting. Yeah. So yeah, I went there, and I I don't know how could I say this, but it was um, Chilango. B-Boy and myself uh, versus Super Dragon, uh, Rising Sun, and uh, Disco... Disco Machine. Disco Machine. Disco Machine Machine was like the greenest of them all. Mm -hmm. And Phoenix Suns fans. Yeah. And then... then, uh, uh, And I remember seeing Super Dragon... You know, this I, was when he was barely starting out, wasn't it? Like, no, he was. Yeah, he's been. He was around. I'm talking. This is. I'm talking about. 2000, 2001, probably. A little bit earlier than that. Yeah. Well, I can remember 1996 when he was a teenager at Salam Zacatecas. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he had a lot of nice moves mm-hmm. and stuff. I he, as a matter of fact, I went to TJ a couple of times. And he was booked in the first matches in TJ. Oh, wow. So, yeah. He, so, he kicked out around. He went yeah. to Japan. He, he did a couple of stuff. So, I get there, and he just tries to run all over me. Mm-hmm. And I go, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You know what? I'm your big card. Um, I don't I don't mind, but you know what? Things are going to be done my way. Yeah. So, just... It's just a, a matter of um, uh, the person with the most experience. Mm-hmm. I let him. I, I let him dictate. Well, at the end of the day, hey, this is what's gonna happen. So, um, so, anyways, uh, uh, I, I kept going back. They put me against their their uh, their guys, Rising Sun. I wish I crushed. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. Yeah. I remember I set him up for moonsault and he went sideways. Oh, Ooh. and I just crushed him and I, I he got hurt. His sternum got crushed oh, and, uh, and now he's he, out of the business. <laughs> I, well, I don't know. No, well, he he came back. You don't want to but, um, for that. <laughs> but he went to the he went to the he went right after the show. He went to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And then we, we, we go to Superboy's room. He has a wall, and he's got everybody. <laughs> yes. And then I, went, I, I did a, I did and a then match. I see my photo saying he's next. <laughs> I did a match with a with a disco machine, and then with 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 Dragon, and then with Piloto and Acero versus Chilango and myself, and it was a really good match. Mm-hmm. And um, 
So they can't bring me back. They can bring me back. But, uh, uh, yeah, they, they had talent, but they were, uh, I hate to say it, but uh, Dragon had a big hit. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're not the, you're not the only person. Oh, I know. <laughs> and so I had to, I had to put I him. He would say it too. I had to put him yeah. in his place. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I never like to say these words, but yeah, back then I I really had to um, had a because uh, I and just recently he had just said he went I think he went to New York or or Philly, mm-hmm. and he had wrestled Loki. Oh. And Loki just beat the crap out of him, dude. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I guess he had just had to come back from that. and But, yeah, he thought he was um, he was a big kahuna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just had to tell him where the ground was. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but, uh, but Ron, really cool guy. When we did the Festival de Lucha, mm-hmm. Ron was there. Super Dragon was there. Uh, Blitz Street. And um, who else? I think it was them M- three or them four. Super Russell Blitzkrieg. Yeah. Well. Well. Yeah. Well. Yeah. The thing. The thing we did. Yeah. Really. Like, I really like Jay. Really nice kid. Um, and uh, but yeah, he was business. too green. <laughs> yeah. He was too green. Fact, too green. WCW picked him. Uh, picked him up over Felino, you and. Uh, XY Moscow Mercedes. Yeah, yeah, Moscow Del Merced. Yeah. I remember Meltzer, uh, Dave Meltzer wrote his newsletter yeah. saying, uh, you know, these four guys got tryout, tryouts, and uh, as WCW always does, they pick the guy with the least experience and, you know, give <laughs> it, 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 though. He got over, though. He, he did over. get over. He, he did, did get over. over. But no, that is funny how that, that's guys, how WCW was he operated. Had, he had that one match with Rey Mysterio where Rey Mysterio wasn't a flyer, as, he wasn't mm-hmm. as high flying as much. So he kind of grounded him a little right. more and mm-hmm. got him over. So it's yeah. like, well, see, the thing is, when they did the when they did the festival, um, man, I they had the they had everybody that was anybody at that time for that show, and I remember seeing him, and I remember the cancer talking about him. But you hadn't seen Blitzkrieg here in L.A., did you? Or you know what? Because um, I think he was part of the. I I knew him. I knew him from WPW. I, yeah, I've I, seen I saw him. his first match. His first match was that match in Fullerton. Okay. Uh, remember, remember where you, uh, your, your bro and me wrestled Physico and Wayne. Yeah, Riley? yeah. Oh, yeah. They, he they was were there. The ones in the opening battle. Yeah, exactly. And it was funny because they knew all these beautiful gymnastic moves, but yeah. nobody told them how to lock up. You know. It's, exactly. I mean, you could tell they had a lot of heart, but nobody <laughs> trained them. You know. It's like, well, yeah. It was you know they used the. They used the ring like they were normally used a trampoline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, just for jumping. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I remember. I remember him, and I kind of knew him. Really down to earth kid. Mm-hmm. You know, his parents. Parents, I think, is from here. That one's from Peru. And uh, really nice kid. I I really got a, a liking to him because he was really down to earth, and he was lost. So I kind of mm-hmm. took him under my wing. And like I said, when we got to WCW in Minneapolis, uh, Moscow and Felino wouldn't give them the time of day. Mm-hmm. So you know what? Fuck these guys. <laughs> you know, come on. So I made them look like a million dollars, dude. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that wasn't it, a, that wasn't a knock on them. What I said, but it is true. WCW could have the cream of the crop. Yeah, and they don't know who the cream of the crop actually is. No, no. And, yeah. and as a matter of fact, even even from um, from. Uh, the festival, 
they they wanted to push him. Yeah. But I think uh, I don't know. What, he was Conan's guy too. So. Yeah, well, yeah, and 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 uh, I I think he's the one that got hurt. I think one of the villanos crushed him in a in a power bomb. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was him or Super Dragon or one other one of the kids. Yeah. And and but they wouldn't give him the time of day. Wow. So yeah, it was, it was something that. Um, that uh, that they were giving him a push because Mike Tenay really wanted him. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, Conan had pushed him, pushed him, yeah. pushed him. We got to see this guy. You got to see this guy. And yeah, yeah, he uh, actually, as a matter of fact, he was the first kid I ever saw that went up to like a, a backflip with the the corkscrew and mm-hmm. yeah. landed it. Bam! And he had a lot of things, uh, and he was way better than Super Dragon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, way better, more coordinated, and everything. And uh, and like I said, uh, when we got to Minneapolis, I go, don't worry, I got this. So you know, uh, people were leaving, people came back, they saw the match. The highlight of my night was, and I'll say it again, uh, Macho Man and 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 Tabisco congratulating me for that match. Wow, oh, that's awesome. So, that's they came out of the room that they were... I never heard about this. This is... I, mean, oh, I told you. Yeah, he told us about the Zabisco one. Yeah. And he I told us... Wow. Well. <laughs> on the podcast? No, he told us, like... I think he told us on the podcast, too. Yeah. No, I listened, told, I listened to both oh, no, he told, today. He told, <laughs> us a private, he told us He told us one time okay. we were talking to him. Okay. Uh, so well, we did not tell the listening tell audience, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of the audience. There's that. a lot of stories that he told us that we <laughs> yes. did. Well, okay, well, the, okay. This is a deal that you know. Like I said, we got there. Uh, first thing, first thing that happens to us, they say, "Okay, you are the dark match." Mm-hmm. Okay, dark match is the first match that comes out. It's not televised, right? So you know, we you know, uh, Felino got he was there late. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, uh, we were there. We we got dressed and everything, and um, and I remember that we're ribbing. And all the Mexican guys, because um, uh, they had a like a little, like a little meeting, but the locker room was full, dude. So all the Mexican guys were dressing up in the bathroom. It was <laughs> only the Mexicans can dress in the bathroom, <laughs> <laughs> or the Latinos, whatever. So, anyways, um, uh, so we we here um, uh, comes uh, Eric Bischoff and says, "Oh, um, you guys are not doing the first match." Uh, they somebody else did the dark match. It was some guy in a panel. Oh, I guess, oh, Maestro, Maestro. Maestro. yeah, there and some other dude. A gimmick that was used once and died. Exactly. <laughs> and and so, and I was pissed, and I was pissed. Mm-hmm. Somebody told me, "Oh, don't don't even don't even go to Eric Bischoff because he don't like when people tell him." You know, I said, "I don't care, dude. We've been waiting here." You know, they tell us we're the dark match, and all of a sudden, we're not doing it, so what's happening? Well, are we going home? What the hell? Nobody's telling us nothing. I go straight to Bishop, and I tell him, hey, you know what? What's going on? Hey, you know what? I apologize. And somebody told me he was an asshole and this and yeah. that. He turned out to be a really nice guy. Uh, uh, he just turned over and said, you know what? I apologize, uh, but you guys, regardless, you guys are doing uh, your match, even if it's the last match at the end of the show, which it was. Oh, really? What? Yeah, yeah. But he, like I said, uh, I don't know if it's just 
the way people approach him or, or while was wanting something, yeah. I would have the same attitude. But he was really cool, really down to earth with me. And uh, yeah, he gave me an answer. So I said, cool. So then I went and told the guys, you know what, regardless, we're having our match. So yeah, after the show, everything, people are, check it out, people are leaving. People are leaving, and they announced us. We go in the ring. It was me and Fel- uh, it was me. I, I think it was me and Felino versus Moscow, and and, and Blitzkrieg. Well, you. What I remember is I remember getting a phone call from you because you got called last minute. Yeah. And I remember you calling. Just said, you know, I'm going here. We're gonna sh- show. Uh- well, yeah, because I wasn't supposed to go on, on uh, um, from Minneapolis. It was supposed to be um, about Venom Black. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Better black, but he got so fucking wasted that <laughs> <laughs> then he come back. Pro yeah. wrestler, I'm shocked. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, so we went you know, Moscow, and 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 I told him, dude, don't do lucha libre. Mm-hmm. People are not gonna understand it. So they went in there, they tried to do, uh, you know, a little bit lucha, and so I was like, okay, whatever. So people were booing us, and they even were throwing pampers and sodas. And, me and Blitzkrieg went, and people started coming back to their seats. Mm-hmm. Me and Blitzkrieg went at it, boom, ba, 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 high flying, boom, everything. Yeah. Tope to the outside, Asai to the outside. Everybody, the other guys followed, you know. And then they went in, we went in, and we, me and Blitzkrieg finished it. Mm-hmm. I go, dude, you, you know, you know. I go, you, you know, you're gonna be the, you're gonna be the man. So, anyways. Um, it was it, it, people were on their feet, dude. That's that's the reaction. And I'm not I'm not trying to put myself over, but and 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 for no, you're the, not putting yourself over because I remember when it happened because the newsletters wrote about it yeah, and it people were saying it was a really yeah. good match. Yeah, and and people were on their feet mm-hmm. not because they were getting ready to leave because they came back and yeah. they they were literally on their feet for the match. It was like a three or four minute match, but it was a hell of a match. And um, I'm telling you. As I'm walking, my uh, match is finished. You know, we go backstage. I'm walking towards uh, the locker room. Oh, boom, all of a sudden, it's a Bisco Macho Man. Great match. They, they both congratulated me. That was the highlight of, my, uh, of for me that day. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, I, can't, I couldn't ask for more. Coming from Sabisco and coming from uh, the man himself, Randy Macho Man Savage. Sabisco. Very good on the microphone and Macho Man just good all over. I mean, exactly. That, oh. So, you know, for me, I was like, that was, like I said, I'll say it again, that was the highlight for me. That's awesome. Yeah. I was like, who are those guys? No, no, no. <laughs> actually, they, I, I was walking, I, they, I was by myself. Yeah. I was by myself and, and, and you know, and, and for me, that was that was my highlight. Yeah. That's awesome. And then, you know, and then one, I, they were, the one that saw me was, I think it was Damien. And I get to the locker room, dude. Congratulations, dude. You you got a contract. Fuck. If you didn't get a contract for this fucking show, I was dude. excited when I saw that. I thought, man, Superboy's gonna be up. Yeah. And so so him and uh, dude, I'm not lying. Every wrestler in the back congratulated me, and for sure they knew I had I, I would I was gonna get a contract. I was just excited because there was gonna be like more lucha. And, and then okay, so that you know we, we get dressed, we go back to the hotel, and we go to this bar. And guess who was there? I couldn't believe who was there. He never drinks. Yeah. Um, Racer Ramon. <laughs> <laughs> hey yo, 
You're the new guys. Welcome. So he bought us a beer. <laughs> he was really cool, dude. Yeah, he was great. really he was real cool. That's awesome. And uh, so, anyways, they um, Conan calls us to his room and stuff. And so I'm there, you know, whatever. And I knew, like I said, I knew I knew that they wanted the kid, and uh, and I didn't, I don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. As you know, I I told you know even. I even told the kid, you know what? It's your time to shine and go for it. Yeah. Just go for it. If you're gonna take it somewhere, take it all the way to the top. And um, and here's Conan pricing them. Oh yeah, you did good. He looked so red at me. He goes, "Oh, Superboy, so ah, you, you weren't all there today. Maybe that's sixty percent." You know what, dude? Later, I just walked out. <laughs> Come on, dude. You know. You know, I think Conan knows more about wrestling than Larry Sabisco and Randy Randy yeah, Macho. Yeah, but he just acts like an athlete. You know, so I said, you know, whatever. You know, I yeah. said whatever. You know, um, I have respect for everybody in the business, mm-hmm. uh, but when you're trying to con a con, what's that? How you say? When you're trying to con a con. Yeah, exactly right. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, I've been in the business. Way longer. Well, and the business is full of con men. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know what? I said, you know what? Whatever. You know, I oh, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just walked out of there. Well, well one, of the, one of the things that, you know, while I never did anything grand in the business, when I hear younger guys, you know, complaining how hard it is to get anywhere, I, I think the first thing somebody should tell somebody getting into wrestling or any form of entertainment mm-hmm. is... Uh, it doesn't matter how good you are, the business isn't fair. You, oh, no. you might be the best. Uh, it's a matter of sometimes you're at the right place at the right time. Exactly. Uh, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin may have never happened if you know he didn't have the right channels. Exactly. Uh, yeah. uh, but I, I think a lot of people when they're young they think, oh, if you just walk the line and mm. you know. No, it's not. Like, it's know, not like. It's not even like that. It's you should say it right now. It's being at the right place at yeah. the right time. You know, you could go, uh, you could, you could, you could shoot your load, you know, mm-hmm. and never get a shot. And think when you think you're, you're on your way out. Boom, there it is. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and uh, in this business is like that. And and also, it is a business where uh, sometimes if you're somebody's friend, you got a job. Exactly. Yeah. And and it's always been that way. It's not. It, it's not it's who you know. Mm-hmm. It's who you know, and, and you know what? Uh, I've I've never taken anything away uh, from Conan. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an opportunist. Mm-hmm. He's got a. He knows what he's talking about. He knows his business, yeah. and I respect that. You know, and I give him the credit. Why? Because look, he got kicked out of Mexico, mm-hmm. and people say, "Oh, you're never coming back." Yeah. Where's he at right now? Yeah. He's running AAA. Oh, he has nine lives. I mean, there were bridges he had burned. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe some rightfully wrong. It depends on your opinion. You know what? You know what? you yeah. got to admit it. Mm-hmm. Homeboy savvy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, bottom line. Bottom line. You know, I, I talk shit about people, mm-hmm. but I give them the credit that they deserve. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, and, and this uh, is a hard business to stay in, and you know, go in and out, in and out, in yes. and out. Yeah, the way he's been doing it. Uh, yeah, like you said, he has nine lives. Yes. Uh, so yeah, uh, and and he's been um, good and bad for the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got a lot of the Latinos uh, over to WCW. 
uh, he made something, uh, but at the same time, you know, uh, he killed it. Uh, killed it in Mexico, and but again, he's there. Yeah, he's there right now. And now he's with the Legion Estajera and and doing uh, Lucha Underground. And yeah. like I said, homeboy, he's got a head for business, and I give him that much. He's not the smartest cookie in the jar, but he knows what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, one thing I do have to correct you on is your father. Um, your father. Uh, Ashley was really appreciated when he got sick. I, in ever since I was going to wrestling shows back mm. late seventies, early eighties, I've been to a lot of benefit shows. Mm. Some of them do better than others, but mm. uh, I wasn't able to go to the benefit show at All Nation Centers when he was sick and about to leave for Mexico. But mm. uh, I did work the one uh, when he right was there. After he passed away. Oh, okay. Remember the how, second one. Yeah, because we, uh, I. He had just left from Mexico a few days earlier, mm -hmm. and Physico and I came for that show. Mm -hmm. One of Physico was hurt, he couldn't work, but he mm -hmm. wanted to just be there for support. Yeah. And I think it was Hulk Negro was playing, playing like an, an organ inside, mm -hmm. and the mood was somber, mm -hmm. and you said, you know, my dad got to Mexico and passed on. Mm -hmm. What I'll never forget, though, is... I never saw so many people inside All Nation Center, and I never saw so many people inside one dressing room. Mm. Yeah. Do you remember that every match? Yes, so yes. many wrestlers, every match except for the main event was an eight-man tag. Yeah. And they had to make them all one fall really short. <laughs> yeah. And, and that, I've never seen anything like yeah, that. Yeah, that's true, that's only... true. That's true, you know, when I did the benefit show for Triton, I was, I was expecting the same thing. Mm -hmm. I said, oh, my God, I'm going to have so many wrestlers. What am I going to do? I said, okay, well, one fall, ten-minute matches, and boom, one after another, one after another. And and to my surprise, yeah, there were not a lot of wrestlers. No. Aside from the ones that I had booked, yeah. no, maybe a handful showed up of, of wrestlers. Yeah, but people loved your dad. I yeah, mean, you know when I when I when I say that they don't give him the credit he serves is I never any I never heard anybody say oh yeah you know what your dad did this for the business yeah, your dad yeah, did that for the business his contributions yeah exactly yeah. right well the reason and that's part of the reason he didn't get acknowledgement he was a guy with a lot less ego than most people he was I mean we talked about this last time we interviewed you I never knew somebody who watched everything from the opening match to the main event. So many people, you know, like bookers will often watch the wrestlers they feel are key. Well, now you don't want to get a lot of guys that can see MLL. That's the complaint. Yes. That the bookers start there. Oh, the yeah, the, yeah. Uh, they actually leave during the well, show. Well, I remember, I remember um, Tom Pritchard, when he wrestled in Georgia, uh -huh. he said for a while, uh, Mass Superstar booked the promotion. And, and he, he said it was one of the few guys who would watch... You know, the jobbers and uh, yeah. Leo Garibaldi in Southern California yeah. was another one. If you were the curtain jokers, you came yeah. back and they were shocked to give a. And your dad was the same way. I, well, I he, would need an opener. I'd come and yeah. tell me everything. Well, he had an eye for that, and yes. I'll tell you why. Because for years and years, he was always the matchmaker. Mm hmm. He was a matchmaker, so not only in the show, he, my dad would always tell me, and that's and I get that from him. He goes, when you go to a lucha show, sit down and look, look watch the matches, and that's something that I got from. I go, okay, well, I know, and you know what? It it I it it it, it uh, devastates me sometimes. 
because um, you have guys trying to do things that they can't do. Mm-hmm. And they're letting themselves do things that they're not capable of doing. And I, I go to the gym and I go, wait a minute, dude. Just from, from being here in the gym and watching you guys train, I know what you're capable of. I know what you're capable of. I know what you can do and cannot do. And what you're trying to, you're trying to do, you can't do. Dude, come on, for crying out loud, by this time, you should know how he works, how he works, and that's, and, and dude, you're never going to create chemistry if you guys don't get on the same page. Mm-hmm. You know, you train, how long have you been training for a year? Come on, guys. You no, know, really, you yeah, know, no, it, yeah. it, 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 gets, it gets me to the point where I can get in the ring and I've slapped some people around. <laughs> yes. It just, yeah, devastates me that. You know, it's the business. We gotta take care of it. You know, I'm, I, I, I know, I'm doing my part. Mm-hmm. You know, and I tell all of these guys, dude, it's your time to correct them. Ah, these guys don't want to learn. I go, yeah. One thing that these guys don't let themselves get teached, and then another thing is the attitude that you have, mm-hmm. and then you put your attitude aside, and then you get these guys, and you tell them they will be appreciated because they see you as a main eventer and you know they don't want to be told what to do but if you get the time you'll find out that all these guys are really cool and they're willing to learn yeah but you gotta you gotta come in and you gotta go in there with them and somebody somebody's gotta give give a little you know if you don't give nothing if you don't give you're never gonna be able to talk to everybody everybody can be in charge yeah exactly yeah yeah so like I said you know what I love this business uh um I grew into this business. Uh, my father was the first generation. He started back in uh, uh, late 60s, mm-hmm. maybe mid-60s, late 60s. Um, did his career uh, in, 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 in L.A. since uh, he, we got, he got here in 1969 when I was born. Uh, went back, and then we all came over here in 72. 73, 74, we're at the Arena Center, 79, 79 at Haco Plaza, mm-hmm. all the way to 80, 82, where it stopped for a little while. Mm-hmm. And then it started back in 83, 84, which Ramon Villanueva came, and he only did like two years. Mm-hmm. And that's another cat that I really don't like mm-hmm. because he, we had some. Um, we rubbed, we rubbed against each other, not not in a good way, uh, with the Triton Benefit Show, mm-hmm. and he was just trying to manipulate, and I, I don't know, I don't know, but um, I I didn't like I didn't like his attitude, and I told him, I told him, and um, well, we didn't talk to each other anymore. No <laughs> oh, yeah, oh. that's pretty serious. <laughs> No, it's yeah. just, you know. Yeah, we were talking about that when we were at the I was telling, um, well, Kurt was backstage, but I was telling, um, I physically was sitting next to him. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw you arguing with him. Yeah. And I was oh, like, I didn't know about and this. And I, I looked at physical and I go, hey, I think those guys are arguing. <laughs> you know, like, and, and he's like, you know, physical, he doesn't really put much attention. Yeah. He just yeah. Like, and I was like, huh? I, I, I think I even asked you, what, what was that all about? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> no, you know what? It's, um, we had already talked about it. Okay, well, really fast. Uh, I love Titon. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's one of our legends. He's one of my mentors. Um, and he's the one, he was one of the head guys that helped me in my dad's benefit show. 
So as soon as I found out he got hurt, I said, fuck it, I'm doing a benefit show for sure. Um, so I don't care uh, if he has money or needs the, doesn't need the money or needs the money, I'm doing the benefit show for him. Mm-hmm. So uh, I talked to UIPW Carry, big help. Uh, Tornado Negro, mm-hmm. big help. And he goes, yeah, we'll help you. Mm-hmm. We don't want you all, we want to be anonymous. Mm-hmm. Cool, well, they're not anymore. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so you know, Carrie, there's my sound, there's my ring. Okay, cool, I need the place. Uh, we went to Bart's mm-hmm. AWS at the um, uh, American Legion Post, and um, he said, okay, uh, let me go talk to the people. So the guys there, got, we got it for free. Wow. We got the How place awesome. for free. The, that the, was the, awesome. The, the, the hall game? The hall game. Yeah. So I was really happy. I had, by this time I hadn't tell. Southgate, right? Yeah, Southgate. Well, American Legion Hall Southgate. It, it's rare you get something like that for free, so let's let's say thank you to them. No, most definitely. Oh I'm, I'm in, in, in depth with them. Um, they were really cool. Thanks to Bart. Thanks to Carrie that made it possible. And um, like I said, they wanted to remain anonymous. But you know what? Yeah, they're really cool cats, man. Mm-hmm. Like, That's my, awesome. Like my friend uh, Kurt says. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, so um, so anyways, I, I'm, I'm trying to put this together. And then Carrie tells me, well, and uh, Ramon Villanova calls me. He goes, oh, I'm, I'm going to do a benefit show, a show for uh, Jesus. I say, cool, I'm doing one, too. Mm-hmm. What? what do you mean you're doing one, too? I go, yeah, I already talked to Kerry, and, you know, he's, he's uh, providing the rain sound and whatnot, and, you know. Oh, well, he offered me the same thing. I said, well, cool, good, good for you. I said, do you have a date? He goes, no. Okay, I got a date. <laughs> I got a date and a place. I got a date and a place. Somebody got his ego bruised, huh? Yeah, so anyways, um, we I go to Carrie's to the uh, 926 Clean Avenue, where he's running shows now. And um, he goes, well, Ramon was there, and he made the suggestion, well, why don't you guys do the show together? I go, no, because I want to do it by myself, mm-hmm. and I have no disrespect for this guy, but... Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you know what? I already talked to Jalisco. I talked to these people. I already talked to them, too. <laughs> I go... And I said, okay, Lord. you want to help? Cool. I got a card. I had, I had, I had a card already. Mm-hmm. And, oh, your brother is not going to wrestle. He's hurt. And, dude, and, and he, he started putting... He started saying that my brother was... Dude, I just talked to him on the phone. He's your not, brother. <laughs> yeah, not, like, not five minutes ago. Yeah. Well, I talked to him last week, and he said he's hurt, and he's not going to... He started yelling at me, dude. What a twist. So I started yelling back, and I said, you know what? You're not going to dictate how I'm going to do the card. This is my card, and I'm going to do it the way I want it. You know, and not just... I I didn't put my brother not just, you know, not to uh, uh, disrespect the guy. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, cool. I'm not putting my brother. Mm -hmm. So we're going to put here somebody else. Okay. So, uh, the day of the show comes, and he's telling everybody he's doing the show. I don't care. He, but he's, you know, he's saying that he's doing the show, and he's doing this, and he's doing that. When he told me not to do the show, because they had what? Because the uh, them had money. And I go, well, dude, I go, I don't care. I'm doing the show regardless. Oh, my and, God. And, uh, well, I didn't want anybody to know, but... 
Now everybody knows. <laughs> now everybody knows. Well, right. hey, if it happened out in the open and... Oh, no, it didn't happen in the open. It was, you know, something that we, we talked about and... Uh, but like I said, you know what? But I mean, if people in the dressing room witnessed the blow, no, I wasn't in the dressing room. I was right there. It was outside. It was in the. It was in the. In the hall. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, Next gotcha. to the ring. I think it was just the 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 whoever was in there. That's gotcha. Right. Right. But, but, but it didn't end right there, you know. But hey, if you got witnesses. Yeah, it didn't out. end right there. Yeah. When what? I guess he. Fredo saw it. Fredo told. He told. He's the one that told you, bro. People started coming in to. Oh man. To get tickets, yeah. he goes, oh, my wife's not here. I got the money, but I'm not going to give it to you. I go, dude, I ain't going to steal from you. Come on, dude. I go, people want their tickets. Nah, I think it's too early. I go, dude, it's never too early to sell tickets. Yeah. yeah. So I grabbed the right. box, I grabbed the tickets, and I took it to my wife. So I guess he talked to his wife, and I guess uh, the wife came with an attitude mm-hmm. uh, and yelling and screaming, and my wife put her in her place. Oh, I would not. I would not mess with your wife. I, I've, I've seen her get pissed. She's and then, awesome. and then I, I want to go take something. And by this time, I'm trying to put that damn carp outside so the guys could change and everything, mm-hmm. so they could have more room and whatnot. And next thing I, I hear is, is uh, uh, Mr. Kiros on the mic. Uh, my testing, testing, test, dude, my. Blood just boiled. Mm-hmm. My my, it just boiled, dude. I I ran. Can <laughs> <laughs> you believe that? Yeah. I walked as fast as I could, and I told him, "Give me the mic." He wouldn't give it to me. I said, "Give me the fucking mic." Ramon's right now. Hey, Sergio, hey, we already had talked about this. That he's gonna be in the announcer. I don't, dude. If you mm. would have told me that this guy was gonna be the announcer, I would have said no. First of all, I don't like the guy because he talks bad about the wrestlers. I don't like the guy because he don't know how to announce. Mm-hmm. And we already had talked about that it was going to be Wildcat, George Carrillo, mm-hmm. that he was going to be the announcer. Yeah. So I go, I don't know in one moment or when you said he was going to be the announcer. You give me the mic, I, I gave it to George, you, grab, you hold on to this fucking mic and you don't give it to anybody. Somebody tries to get this, take this mic from you. God, you call me. Poor George, he's the nicest guy in the <laughs> yeah, world. He, he has is, to just bend yeah. around. And, and, such a nice but guy. I was, I was just, I was just pissed. And I'll tell you why mm-hmm. I don't like this gentleman. Uh, when I, when I, four years ago, when I came back into the business, um, he said the mic. Oh come on, you guys! You should go and train. You guys suck. You go, you guys, you know. Whoa. With these words. Jeez. Yeah, and, and talking while they're wrestling, and, and that that boiled my blood, dude, oh. that day. Oof. And then in in on, on occasions like that, and then the other day was um, the border patrol. Some 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 two white guys. No, 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 no. This was about a couple of months ago. Oh, okay. I was uh, before say before uh, it was this was in January or February. Yeah. This show happened right here in HP, mm-hmm. and I go to check out the show and. There's these two white guys named the Border Patrol. I think one of them is that dude that works for WPW. Is that? Yeah. 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 Some white guy, yeah. kind of husky. Yeah. It's okay. And him and some other some other dude. I don't know who he is. I'll just call him the husky white guy. Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're wrestling. Keek grabs the mic, turns around, and guess what he says? 
Boring. Whoa. Dude, I wanted to get up and smack him, dude. I swear to God. How the hell would he do that? I swear to God. And, okay, and then the match ends. The Border Patrol is passing, giving tortillas and kicking the mm-hmm. crap out of the guys that they just yeah. lost and whatever. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, he grabs, he, well, he has a mic. Mm-hmm. He goes, you get the fuck out of my ring. Get the fuck out of here. I'm like, oh. God, dude, if I were the border patrol, dude, I would have, I would have slapped the fucking taste out of their mouth, dude. I would have literally just slapped the taste out of their mouth. Well, what's really reprehensible about all this is this was for Tritone. Like no. broken. No, no, I'm talking, yeah, about, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah. about this particular show. But, but <laughs> yes. they were going to let Border Patrol throw. That's right. Yeah, tortillas yeah, yeah, and yeah, 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 No, no, no. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm going back to that. Is I, I don't care how. One, I, I know all the guys on the show, and I know some of them mm-hmm. kind of had ego problems with each other. But mm-hmm. this is for Tritone. They all come together. Yeah. They all work together. Yeah. Even guys with the biggest egos. And here's this guy trying to put himself over when you're doing something for some And, and, and right from the get-go, he was opposing to everything. I said, I don't, give a, I don't care yeah. what you say. Yeah. I'm doing the show. Dude, when my dad needed it, he was there, dude. Mm-hmm. Right now, homeboy, this is not gonna. This is not a short term thing. This is a long term thing that right. he's gonna go through, yeah. and there's gonna be a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. Not only in his personal life, his his family, his house, because exactly. they had to adapt some stuff like ramps and stuff yeah. and rails to his house. And he had to pay for all that that crap. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad to say. And I'm glad to say. Yeah. And then and then uh, a, a lot of things happen. A lot of things happen. And then I have somebody come. I'm not going to mention his name, mm-hmm. uh, but his name is Medina. <laughs> and, we, and, we and he tells me, and he tells me, he tells me, uh, you better not draw $500. What? He, he goes, you, if you're going to do a benefit show, don't come, don't come with $500 because that ain't going to be no good. I go, dude, don't worry about it. I'm doing the show. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad to say that we uh, collected three thousand plus dollars. Mm-hmm. That's so, no, and it was a great show of support. There, it was one of the better benefit shows I have been to. I mean, and it was great to see his family involved with it. And I, I mean, I remember Tritone from the first days I went to Hotco Plaza in '81. Mm-hmm. I think he had just switched from what was it? He had Alfield. Alfield, yeah. Because I think when I first started going to Hotco, he had just finished using that. Yeah, him and his brother. The, mm-hmm. the outfit one and two mm-hmm. yeah and uh, like I said I love the guy one of my mentors and regardless I was going to do the show for him very and, nice guy too yeah, you oh, yeah. into that game yeah. since then or? oh yeah yeah as a matter that. of fact I went to TJ like about three weeks ago yeah and uh, I went with Carrie. Fucking Carrie leaves me stranded in TJ. Oh Jesus! Well, now he, he had some stuff to do, so he yeah. got me a ride with with uh, one of the fans. Uh-huh. And guess who's riding with him? <laughs> Ramon. Oh, <geez. laughs> but you know, I went to the back seat. I fell asleep, and I don't yeah. know what happened. So yeah. once I got here, so okay. Yeah. Now you're gonna think I'm making this up. Uh-huh. No, I wrote Ramon via waves down. Okay. I was taking notes of people, and the reason. You know, he's the one that that um, him and um, when they were giving out awards. Remember that? Award? Yes, so that yes, very well. Superboy had who um, they gave your family and all those awards. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, him and Mercurio were having this argument over who um, got them bookings in Japan because they, <laughs> they were saying that it was um, Platanito. Yeah, and he and Mercurio kept insisting it was you. 
was. And not only that, and, and, they, and, and they were. And that's why I told you I like Mercurio now because he was actually. So he like, actually backed me. He was defending, and it was like it wasn't one of those, no, like just like calm. No, no, it was yeah, kind of. He was like, yeah, really. No, it wasn't him. It was. And not only that, but I think one of the the issues was that I wasn't the first the first one to go. Yes. Yeah. That I it was. I think he was saying it was. And then it was uh, Crazy Boy, yeah, yeah, Piloto, and Mercurio. Because he said a different person. And yeah. Mercurio's like, no. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was you, Mercurio, and Piloto. Yeah. yeah. And for some reason, everybody thinks it was uh, Crazy Boy. Yeah. Yeah, Mercurio was just pissed. Like, he was like, yeah. pissed after Oh, I got to give him a yeah. big bond. Yeah. I got to yeah. give him a big thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. And, 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 and you know what? And yeah. somebody that was manipulated when he was a promoter, because that's what Gil did to him, mm-hmm. uh, he just moved him like a puppet. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I didn't know this, I would give him maybe a little bit more respect as, as yeah. far as being a promoter. Promoter, but uh, his wife told my wife that I didn't know crap about promoting or doing shows or oh, wrestling <laughs> per se. Now, the yeah. reason I wanted to bring his name up because I was listening to the interviews and what I was doing was I was going over old Habco Plaza, mm-hmm. what few flyers I have from the early days. Yeah. And I think he did promote for just... Uh, Two years. But, but I think a short time in 81, because I saw his name. But it dawned on me. Um, now, when he was younger, did he kind of resemble Loverboy a bit? Yeah, he he had, he had he was skinny. He was yeah. real thin. He had the mustache. He always wore glasses. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, yes. And I, you might remember him because he was the one taking pictures and selling them at the entryway. Yes. Well, the reason I remember him is my first Hadco Plaza show, I, in hindsight, I know it wasn't your father booking this show, and the reason is, uh, I can't remember who the wrestlers were, but they were getting juice, but mm-hmm. not with a blade. I could see them, like, put stuffing capsules under the mask. They were mm-hmm. like, fake blood capsules. Uh-huh. And, you know, smart-ass kid, I had my camera, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of putting it towards there. And when we saw Ramon, we were saying, I wonder if that's Loverboy, and he's also promoting. Uh, and we're saying, no, no, he'd push himself higher on the card if he's uh, a promoter, so that's mm, what promoters do when they wrestle. Yeah. But he shoots me his dirty look, and I'm kind of shrugging, and he walks up and says, why are you taking those pictures? And I'm like, uh, I, I write for a wrestling magazine. He says, you are not to use those pictures. And I'm like, okay, I won't use those pictures. And I sit down, and I'm just shaking my head. And I thought, I hope they don't like trying to take my camera away or something because it's just a weird... Yeah. I've never been to a wrestling show where they freaked oh, yeah. out. But he, I know what it was. I, I caught them using capsules and oh, I know yeah. your dad wouldn't have let them use capsules. Yeah, yeah. But then he comes out five minutes later. You can use the pictures but you better not write anything bad. I'm like... How about that? Oh, yeah, and then I, you know, my friend Lloyd who introduced me to Hadco Plus. I, he was one of the few gringos who braved it. Is he still promoting that Ramon guy? No, no, he. They wouldn't handle the. Now we write about everything. <laughs> yeah, well, the funny thing is, the the funny thing is, I kind of looked at my friend Lloyd, and we shook our heads and says, "Tell you what, much I like the wrestling, I won't send anything to the man." No, and, and, and I, the, I, I would have written just good stuff, but this guy was such a dick. And the funny part is, you see him in all the promotions. Yeah, mm-hmm. you see him kissing butt and everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had this uh, UIPW had this. Uh, great show in Pomona. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, Fox <laughs> the Fox Theater. Yeah. yeah, they renovated the place. It looked yeah, beautiful. They, I was dude. Your son, they actually emailed me like uh-huh. a year earlier. Okay. I think I told you that they wanted me to promote a show, and I told Kurt, and I go, Kurt, I don't know, promote anything. Uh-huh. So I ignored it. 
But then I wow. heard they were going to get somebody. Else yeah. Somebody. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Kerry uh, UIPW jumped at the uh, opportunity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are the owners of Lucha Tequila, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and they are the owners of the Fox Theater. Oh really? Oh yeah. no way. Mm-hmm. Oh, so awesome. they did the event there. Uh, really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the matches were really good, and um, everything ran real smooth. Did you do the Flavor Dance? Yeah, you did. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah, he was there. <laughs> no, but did you do the Flavor Dance? Well, no, I didn't do the dance. <laughs> Come on, Come on man! You I will need an extra hit for that. <laughs> Hey, you did that big splash off the ropes uh, in, was it December you did it? Yeah. Oh December. my god, that, that got such a pop. Yeah, I, it was funny because I went to, the following week I went to a, to a showing uh, for NSPW. And, and there was this, this old, older, gentle, older couple. And they're like, oh my god, I didn't, I didn't think you were going to jump. <laughs> and what he's explaining to me, he goes, I was going to the bathroom. And then when I seen you going climbing up the rope, and, he, and he's 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 going like this, he's uh he's you know he's looking at me, and and he's going lower and lower. Yeah. Oh, he's getting ready to jump. He's like covering his head, uh-huh. you know, but expressing it, you know, yeah. the, uh, through motion, and, and and it was so funny. He goes, man, when you jumped, I said, man, that's it for the, those two guys right there. <laughs> People pop for that. Oh, that was my god, dude! I pop for that (laughs) shit. I was surprised. You know what? When I went up there, um, well, I haven't gone in the ring in a long time, especially Mm -hmm. a top rope. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when I got there, I said, "Oh my god, these guys are far." (laughs) I said, "Oh my god, I ain't gonna." Nah, I just said, "Fuck it, just jump for jump." Well, you look like you have fun. Oh yeah. I gotta, I gotta tell you, I um. When you started promoting the Fusion Pro shows, mm-hmm. I think it was the first time I saw you doing like commentating, mm-hmm. and I love the passion you have for it. I mean, I love when there's a great commentator there who's okay. really into it. Well, you know, like you're having as much fun as when you got the guys they suck, right? <laughs> That's right. Yes. Like, you know what? It's it's. Uh, I think every everybody deserves uh, uh, a break. You know, yeah. uh, I respect every wrestler. Only the wrestlers know what the, all the shit they go through, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm nobody to discredit anybody. Even when I was at the radio show, if I knew they had a bad match or the guy's no good, I, was, I would always look something to praise him. Oh, you know what? Really good body. He works his body a lot. Uh, you know, it shows the time and effort and hours he spends in the gym. Yeah. You know, you know I'll, I'll say, oh yeah, he sucks as a wrestler. You know, you well, go back to the gym, dude. Nah, you know, no, uh, you know, uh, put him over in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know, in the, in the way that they express themselves, and um, yeah, but I'm I'm nobody to, to criticize or to talk crap about anybody else. Well, I, I, one of the things that you know I didn't really understand until I was older, but when I started watching wrestling in Los Angeles. Uh, the guy who did the key TV commentating was a guy by the name of Dick Lane. And mm. he was one of those guys who just really passionate and excited. And he did the where he pushes the baby faces hard okay. and you get angry when the rules. Yeah. But the thing is, I in hindsight, I realized some of those wrestlers were really green or yeah. past their peak. And he still found a way to get them over. Where no. I, I got excited about watching them, even though years later. Exactly, yeah. That, you, know? you know what? Yeah, because, you know, it's it's so funny 
how you can manipulate people, mm-hmm. you know, because you're into the mat. You, you, you know, if I say, oh, yeah, well, you know, he just caught him in an arm bar. And, no, you know what? Oh, man, he got him in an arm bar. Una barra al brazo, barra al brazo, aquí lo tiene. Aquí lo agarra y, yeah, va las cuerdas, whatever, <laughs> you know. And, dude, when did I ever commentate it? Never in my life. Yeah. When did I ever announce? Never in my life. You know, it's something that just came to me. I, they told me, try it. I said, well, I'm not good at it. I'll try it. So I they liked it. So we're mastering it everywhere now. Yeah, yeah. And that's how it should be. I mean, I, I think it's great to have a commentator because you know, I haven't even called manipulating because when I was a kid, mm-hmm. it made it more fun. I mean, it, it felt like you had a cheerleader at the side. Yeah, exactly. Got yeah. things exciting. That's what it's about. And you know what? And and this so then my show I didn't do a lot of commentating because I had to do something else and and sure, yeah, uh, I had a friend, a friend, a uh, relative of my, my wife come from Mexico. And he goes, oh, great show. But you know what your show needs? It's more commentating. <laughs> like, I, I told him, yeah, well, you know what? Normally, I, I normally do it. But I, you know, it was my show. So I had to be in a million places at one time. But yeah, you know what? I, I, it really comes from here. It comes mm-hmm. from the heart. Uh, like I said, I, I didn't think I had it. I don't think I have it, <laughs> but, you know, I, mean, I go out there and I have fun. Yeah, I go out, and yeah, and I was manipulating the people. Sometimes, even even though they're, they, 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 they're doing a sucky job, I go, oh, yeah, let's put our hands together and you know, give a round of applause. Yeah, you're trying to get them. And then the people, yeah, they start yeah. clapping, dude. They start clapping and they start cheering, or you say, el indio es puto, whatever. Exactly. You know, and you get the crowd going, and yeah, that's something that the people like. Um, you know what? I I'm, I'm probably right now one of the most hated persons in Southern California, in the in the in, in the lucha scenes. Why? Because you know normally you had uh, Chilaquil, mm-hmm. uh, you had Marce, which I think they're phenomenal. They're great. I like their work. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I don't uh, what, uh, the I uh, I have more respect for Marce than for Chilaquil because Chilaquil, I think personally, he's a clown because he's a uh, he's a person. That knows his knows what he's doing, mm-hmm. but wants to be a Renaissance man. He wants to do everything. Mm-hmm. He wants to, he wants to be uh, a photographer. He wants to be a referee. He wants to be a wrestler. He wants to be an announcer. And he's done every single mm-hmm. uh, things that I've just mentioned. And I'll give him credit. He's a good announcer, but he wants to be part of the show. I go, dude, this is not the Chilaquil hour. You know, <laughs> you got to give respect to the wrestlers that are going to get ready to go out there and perform. Yeah. During the intermission, that's when, the, that's your cue, that's your Chilaquil hour or whatever. Yeah. You know, during the matches is the wrestlers and, mm-hmm. and give them their props and give them their respect. And um, Homeboy wanted to ref, he refed, he wanted to wrestle, he wrestled. And, um, but I think Homeboy's a joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a um, he's got a a, a, a a thing on Facebook. It's called uh, Estos Lucha. I think it's really great. I know what you're talking about. You I know. think it's really great, mm-hmm. and I think he should stick he to should that. Do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He should do that. No distraction. He's got <laughs> exactly, you know. And you see Superboy Junior nodding in uh, agreement. He's <laughs> yes. like, "No, I'm not here." And <laughs> then uh, you have Marce, Marce Jam. I have a lot of respect for Marce. I know Marce from back in '97, '98 when he started with FMLL. Um, and uh, he's has got a great voice. He knows how to do it, and. Um, 
uh, I have nothing but respect for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing but respect. And uh, like I said, I give credit where credit is due. Uh, Chilaquil, if you're hearing or you ever hear this, dude, stick to your broadcast, stick, stick to your uh, uh, shows that you're doing on Facebook. That's your forte. <laughs> That's your forte, brother. And it's not you being negative because it's actually there's no, no. I, you know what? I like their, the kid. Yeah, they don't find their. Mm-hmm. I like the kid, but when they start talking crap about you, and 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 that oh, wrestlers want to be become uh, announcers. I go, dude. I was. I, <laughs> I don't want. I go, dude. I don't want to become an announcer. Yeah, you're kind of, yeah I was pushed into it. Into it. Yeah, into yeah. It. You know, as a matter of fact, it's, it's his fault. Cause he didn't go to one of the shows and I had to I had to step in. Mm. I go, dude, what the fuck do I know about announcing? Yeah. <laughs> I go, I don't, I, I, I don't know. You know the guys? Yeah. Well, fuck, you just yell out their name. Yeah. And that's what I, that's what I do. Yeah. And now you're like used everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's. So yeah, so tricky. I guess it's eventually tricky. you know people like it. Um, I know um, Supremos came over here from TJ. And they liked, and then they liked it. They wanted me to go announce in uh, San Diego. Oh, that's oh, very cool. Go, go do some shows. Like, oh, dude, oh, you know, how much you charge and this and that. I charge a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you, start, you, you call, you call Chilaquil. Hey, how much do you charge? The hell no, fuck Chilaquil, man. <laughs> One million. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, and you know, I, you know, I just threw a number out there. They said, okay, cool. Said, so, well, wow. let's do it now. But yeah, I, I didn't do it because. Um, it ran with, uh, with other dates and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have returned. Uh, Superboy is back. and He's got more to say. He's got so <laughs> more much more to, to say. say. Yes. He's going to cut a promo. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he may not be wrestling more, but he can kick your ass. You know? <laughs> you don't mess with the Superboy. You don't mess with a Moro. That's what I say. Just don't run. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't run so you catch. You know, when I, when I thought... The moment I thought Jackie Chan was one of the coolest guys uh, ever was when he was first starting to become popular in America. Uh, somebody uh, said, how do you think you'd do if you fought a pro wrestler? And he says, a pro wrestler could never kick my ass. I can run much faster than any of them. <laughs> and I thought, that guy's cool. Yeah. Or most martial artists try to put themselves yeah, over the real yeah. thing. And he said, I'm a worker. Um, uh, of course... Being the old man I am, I always love to go back to Hadco Plaza. And for folks who don't uh, haven't heard the other interviews, uh, let me repeat everything. Yeah, everything I said. <laughs> no, let me put it in a nutshell. What is amazing is is you know, along with people like El Moro and Gil Ariano, uh, people like that who started like a lucha family here in Los Angeles in the late '60s. Um, it's still enduring today with third-generation wrestlers. Uh, I can't think of anywhere in the United States where there's been that solid of a wrestling scene on an independent level. You know, not on the big oh, corporate level, yeah. but it that is amazing. So I always think to all the guys I used to see in uh, Hatco Plaza. Or, um, and there's one, I don't know if we'd have to ask Jalisco himself, but uh, when I was a little kid, there was a guy who did TV jobs in L.A., uh, called Texas. He had a mask that had the map of Texas on it, and I remember the way they always built him. They'd say, uh, he has no name, he says, just call me Texas. And okay. Gil had a 8 by 10 of him in the gym, and I was always kind of uh, was wondering, hmm, what's the story behind this guy? And when Jalisco uh-huh. uh, was in the gym, he says, oh yeah, that's the guy who trained me. And I was going, Texas? And he goes, yeah, and I... I 
I can't remember why I didn't ask further, but mm. all I know is this was mid '90s. He had already passed away, but I no. wonder if you had heard any story about. No, that no, 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 no. That's way before my time. You know? no. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, well, I was younger. Yeah. I was younger. No, and, come you know, on. And, and that's just that. Minute. You know what I? <laughs> you know what I know is that you know. Uh, well, basically, you know, uh, it, it, you know, I know that he he tried different things, mm-hmm. you know, and like I said, you know, uh, today one of the most complete wrestlers that we have Jalisco. is Jalisco. Yeah. You know, he 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 not only he did not only uh, uh, conquered uh, Mexico, mm-hmm. he conquered United States mm-hmm. and he conquered Japan. You know, uh, he went he he was made here. And he hasn't aged. Uh, he looks still, young. And he's still, yeah, he's still. Oh man, he's he's still a stiff motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Say that much. Oh, at least he's uh, not on the list. <laughs> uh, no, he's he's. I love, dude. I loved working with him. Uh, next day you can eat. Your jaw was just too wow. messed up from from the punches. Effective technical. Oh too. my god! He could get a crowd wow. going. He's like I said. He was he was our complete wrestler, our, mm-hmm. our full package wrestler. Um, he started here, when goes out of Mexico under the under the hood with the mm-hmm. uh, name of uh, Jalisco. Uh, Don, and who that guy, Don Gallegos, who, Mario Gallegos. Uh, Mario Gallegos. Yeah. Uh, we knew him as El Dandy, mm-hmm. and then Mario Gallegos El Dandy, and Apollo Casillas. Mm-hmm. That's what he used to wrestle under. Uh, Polo Casillas and I remember uh, watching them when they were, uh, uh, them doing uh, the the tag the tag partners and they were great. Mm-hmm. I used to love watching them, you know, because they were the youngsters. They were innovating. Yeah, they were doing head springs, uh, mm-hmm. moon salts, and all the kinds of stuff, and um, really fun to watch. Uh, like I said, they go down to Mexico. They go under the hood, mm-hmm. the Jalisco's. And and they become uh, overnight. They become mm-hmm. you know uh, big superstars overnight. Um, he come. They come back. They lose the hood. He stopped. He um, his career stopped for a while mm-hmm. due to his um, his wife. Mm-hmm. Like every Mexican <laughs> every- wrestler, you know. Uh, 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 <laughs> Our 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 kryptonite is our wives. Um, well, that's a good thing because a lot, a lot very Mrs. Superboy. Yeah, well, <laughs> not just cool. Not just cool. She said, "You know what, gay man, go to Japan, bring some more money." <laughs> well, well, there's there's a high divorce rate in American wrestling. I'm glad to hear some stick it out. You know, I mean, yeah, well, yeah, well, he, he got divorced anyways. Uh, not then, but back then. No, well, anyways, no, right. that's personal. But uh, what yeah. I'm trying to say here is that you know he conquered the WWE mm-hmm. as the medic. Uh, he oh, went Los to Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, he, I remember because he's wrestling as Apollo Jalisco at the yeah. time, and then they kind of faded, phased him out, and then they brought him back the very next week as a medic. Medic. And this is 1980. I remember that very well, and the reason the reason I remember him so well is I remember there was a kid at San Bernardino Arena who always had a stack of Lucha Libre magazines, mm-hmm. and the first night Jalisco was there, the kid was like so excited that he was mm-hmm. going to meet him and get his autograph. Wow! I mean, and, and and the reason uh, one of the reasons why uh, I know the year and everything is because 1980, 1979, 1980, they had the uh, the, the 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 famous. 
a, a fiesta de luchadores. Mm -hmm. uh, the, 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 the party at the end of the year. Yes, where yes. Where they were crowned the queen and and uh, the wrestlers were coming their tux and it was really cool. Mm -hmm. I never got to I never got to go to one of them. Uh, the the last one they did was 1984, mm -hmm. uh, and I didn't get to go to that. I was this close. <laughs> uh, I didn't get to go, but um, I remember 1980. I spent it at because um, everybody went to the to the party, and I spent the night at um, Sobra Azul's house. Yes. Oh, yes. Sobra Azul. So the next morning we hear the the door knock, and it's um, Jalisco. Mm -hmm. Jalisco and he goes up to Antonio oh, is my mask ready mm -hmm. and he brings out this kung fu look like blue mm -hmm. and black mask and I go oh that's a cool mask and I checked it out they let me see it and later on I see it on TV yes. as a medic oh wow what I'll never forget is I remember seeing him in Lucha Libra magazines as Apollo Casillas mm -hmm. you know they call him Apollo Jalisco in um, Los Angeles but then under the medic um I remember uh, the fans dug him, but everybody knew who it was under that mask. And mm -hmm. everybody's saying it out loud, oh, there's Apollo Jalisco and stuff like that. Uh -huh. And then I remember he wrestled this dude uh, and dropped his mask to Santo de Oro. Okay. And I'll never forget, everybody's saying, oh, we're going to see who it is. And then uh, he takes off the mask. Nobody is surprised except there's this one really old woman who goes, oh! <laughs> and everybody just looks at her like you're the only person who didn't figure it out. <laughs> That's funny. No, but I, you know what? Even even back then, Hako Blasa was, as you said it before, made the 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 fam the the familia luchística mm -hmm. that 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 we have today. And as you said, you know, even going on to third generations, um, I remember. Watching uh, wrestling on TV from the Olympic Auditorium, mm -hmm. first person that I always see was this funky lady with a chicken. <laughs> oh, uh, 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 Josephine, the chicken lady. Exactly and right. She would go to Hackle Plaza, and she was uh, one of the number of lucha libre fans right yes. there. And she would literally come out with a chicken. chicken. <laughs> and and then I don't know if you remember Bill, that big white dude. Yo, Uncle Wally. There you go. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> and then he and he you used him front row on TV every yes. Friday night, every Friday night when they used to show wrestling, and they and they were kind of celebrities at Hakko Plaza because yes. everybody knew them. Yeah. Oh, uh, on Facebook in the Southern California section, that Dan uh -huh. that people were, did a big yard about thread about her about Joseph. Oh wow. And she was, uh, what I've been told, was she was actually somebody who was independently wealthy, and she just liked going to wrestling and roller derby. That was yeah, her yeah exactly right. She bring cool. a little, little, and you know what I used to like about her? Her outfits, <laughs> purple with the with the little things right here, and real seventies. Yeah. and the heels like this yes, big, and hats, and hats. Last, there you go. I'll never forget the time in '81. Remember how re the wrestling from the Olympic, the lucha libre, was actually televised for uh -huh. a short spell. I'll never forget. She was in this just white outfit. I mean, I, I said it was this fucking snowing or something, but loud white outfit. And Cesar Valentino was one of the heels, and he had me wearing white trunks and white boots. Mm. And when the heels went over, he just 
went out of the room, grabbed her hat and put it on, started praying around, and she was throwing a fit. I she, oh wow! She, she was a she was yeah. a sweetheart yeah. of a lady. Really, she sweet sure lady. was. She sure was. And then you know how we used to call her the chicken lady. So yeah, that yes, was the chicken lady, <laughs> and she was a sweetheart. Uh, and like I said, you know, if I could go back to those days, I would really just sit down and, and, and appreciate everything around. You and me both. I, I, wow. You know. I could, I could pinpoint a lot of people. Uh, there was another, I, maybe you might remember him. He used to sit uh, next to the Rudo sign, mm-hmm. and he always was smoking a cigar. I don't remember that one. Okay, yeah. Well, I have a, I have a picture, mm-hmm. and, and, he's, and he's right there. Uh, we should call him. Maybe I'd recognize him. When I saw yeah, him. and he used to live like just two houses from Haco Plaza. No, really. Wow. I I loved what I loved is when he went to Haco Plaza regularly. Mm-hmm. People who would come up and just sit next to you and say, "Oh, how you been? Haven't seen you here in a while." Like the, it was such a. I mean, the audience was a fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, uh, you know, you know who used to be a big fan right there. Mm-hmm. Altamirano. Who's that? Altamirano. Um, cyanide stand. Oh really? Yeah, uh, I don't remember. I don't know if you remember there were two husky guys. Yes, yes. And they used to say, "Qué bonita lucha!" I called them. I called them the the country bear jamboree. There you boys. go. <laughs> they, they look. They look like the guys. Well, he's. Uh, guys. I mean, they were at wrestling all the time. Yeah. yeah well, they're related. Yeah. They're related to. Um, Chamaco Rojas, Benny Leon. No way. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah, they're related to him and. Uh, uh, yeah, that's. I guess that's where Sinai gets his inspiration. Oh, I for remember wrestling. that. That was. Mm. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Josephine, uh, the chicken lady. Mm-hmm. She died in '84 and was oh, really wow. moving. It was WWE that was running at the Olympic. Oh wow! And after she died, even though it was WWE corporate, um, they gave her a standing ten count. Oh wow! Which was really awesome. I, I mean, think she, I think I remember that. I I'm, I vaguely remember that, but um. Yeah, man, it's it's just it's just crazy just to hear sit down and reminisce all the Hakko days, the, the the watching the wrestling on TV. One of well, my favorite was the midgets um, back oh, then, uh, like Farmer Pete, Little Brutus. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I was uh, we uh, one of the shows in the the, the Spanish commentating uh, mm-hmm. radio show that we had. Uh, we I had um, Octagoncito, mm-hmm. Felinito. And um, and yeah, we were just talking about the transition from mm-hmm. you know what they are now. Mm-hmm. That's what they were back then. Back yeah. then, they were just basically like clowns. Oh, you know, yeah, so yeah. somebody to get just, the referee just, involved. Yeah, just somebody to get a big laugh. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, uh, I was telling them Triple A gave them the big break, but it wasn't Triple A. It was actually Consejo Mundial. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's why I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, but they were they they. they, they the thing is that they didn't want to give them a, a license to wrestle because mm-hmm. they they think they weren't fit or you know, but yeah, they got the opportunity from there, and then Triple H just kind of mm-hmm. you know you they I, took it to the next level. Did you see who they interviewed? Um, the guy, the, the little midget that used to be a Luce, who's now a uh, Kemonito. Mm-hmm. They interviewed him on, this, on the show. On the show, they just interviewed him for like thirty minutes. Oh, cool! They were just talking to him. And he was talking about how the, he was going to be a wrestler mm-hmm. and everything, mm-hmm. but Tinieblas. Ended up getting him. Mm-hmm. And he talked about being with Tinieblas all those years and stuff like that. It was really oh, that's interesting. Cool. Yeah. And it's cool. You have to tell me that because now I'm yes, going to make it. I already recapped it. I already recapped it on the. Isn't it 
pathetic how I wrestle lucha style. I love lucha, and I can barely speak a lick of Spanish to this day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, 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 I'm talking about a lucha. I remember one of the last um, shows that I did at Florence in Maine. Uh-huh. They actually brought in the senior, mm-hmm. and and they brought him, and, and we had a match where, you know, he man, he was so heavy, dude. It was he? My goodness, yeah. he weighed really? more than he weighed more than Tinnitus senior. <laughs> <laughs> My God, it was just like trying to pick a better up worker, Alusha yeah. or Tinnitus senior. Um, <laughs> you know what? I have a lot of respect for them. Oh, I don't know what to say his name. Uh, for Tinieblas, uh, just because of the fact that him and my dad around. were good friends. Oh, it's still around. Yeah, it's yeah. still around. Yeah. You know what? It was so moving because I went. We went. Were you there? We went to a show and um, not not far from here. Uh, it was in a park. With FMLL, and yeah. they brought uh, Tinieblas. He didn't wrestle or anything. He just went in for uh, recognition or something like that. And I, I, dude, I didn't think he was going to remember me. Mm-hmm. And he goes, hey, how's your mom? Wow. You know, how's your mom? You know, how you been? And we just started talking. And, yeah, him and my dad were really good friends. And, you know, oh, mom, sorry to hear about your dad. You know, I heard mm-hmm. about it. Oh yeah, well yeah, it's been a while, and you know, so what you've been up to? So we just got, you know, we just started to uh, got it, you know, got talking and really cool. And he's just trying to survive, dude. He's just trying to, yeah. Yeah. you know, he's still in the circuit. He still wants to wrestle. Yeah. A lot of people don't want mm-hmm. to book him anymore, but uh, yeah, he's an icon, dude. Yeah, he's an icon, and uh, you know, he's. Everything. Every time uh, I think about Lucha Libre, or somebody asks about Lucha Libre, first three people that come to mind: Tinieblas, Mel, Santo. Mm-hmm. Well, there's more than <laughs> five guys. Let's put it in five guys. Rayo de Jalisco, Demon, Santo, Tinieblas, and Mel. No, Santo y Cavernari. Yeah. So yeah. And I remember Bulldog. I remember Bulldog. But yeah, you know, uh, what I want to say is that you know, uh, it's it's been it's been a, a journey now. It's been four years mm-hmm. since I came back into the business, and you know, I've done a little bit of everything, mm-hmm. uh, just to um, come back, come back into a world that you know that was uh, you know uh, brought into by my dad, and and just following up, and now with my kids. Yeah, your kids are uh, wrestling now. Too, very so. well. Yeah, they're they're getting they're they're getting there, um, uh, and one thing I like is that they're really opening doors for themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have to do anything as far as you know, just trying to get them and, and stay safe. You Which know, one do you get like them booked. <laughs> tell us. I'll tell you the truth myself. <laughs> Uh, you know, I love all three of my boys, mm-hmm. and I couldn't be more proud. Uh, I'm, I'm sure my dad was alive. And Superboy yeah. Junior is pointing at himself, saying, yeah. "I'm the one he loves the best." <laughs> but, but first, we gotta say, Superboy Junior, he's running away. Tell us about your memories of watching Terry Gordy wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, yeah, I mean, 
it's great to see how far they come in just a few years. I mean, yeah, yeah, I know it's, I it's been that. really short. It's been a short ride, and I don't know if you, uh, you know, um, and I would like to say from uh, uh, when I we, when I came back, we went to the park. We started talking mm-hmm. about bringing the leyendas, bringing mm-hmm. the old timers out of retirement, uh, give them one more chance. Uh, we started this talk. We made it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my wife. Somebody else took the credit, which is cool. I don't mind. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Uh, uh, as far as the objective went through, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm cool with that. I'm happy. Whoever did it, it was cool. Um, and like I said, I've done a lot in this past four years. I see my kids grow in, in this business, and not only grow but. Uh, getting their own respect mm-hmm. from uh, from their uh, from their uh, uh, fellow wrestlers and uh, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm not an uh, I don't like to push my kids. They've gone as far as they want. Uh, just when I did when I, when I started in this business, I didn't want you know my dad influence or my brother's influence right. to say, oh yeah, you got this because of your mm-hmm. your family and they're they're on their way and you know they. In the in, in uh, on the right path, and like I said, you know, now from wrestler to announcer to you know uh, promoter, promoter to I love this business. What can I say? In fact, I, in fact, that's something I want to just touch on briefly. I remember uh, you know you worked some of art shows like around two thousand five or so. Mm-hmm. And it seems like he took quite a hiatus from the business. Like, I remember uh, for a few years, I was asking people, mm-hmm. uh, we're super for And they're saying, oh, we haven't heard from him for a while. And I was so glad when he came back, but did you just kind of need a little distance from it? For you know while, what? Uh, actually, uh, I became a bitter man. I became a bitter man mm-hmm. for the business when I first hurt my knee uh, right. in Japan. Things didn't go my way. Uh, I, I don't. I don't want to say my way, right. but it's it's. It didn't it's, work out the way you were. No, no, it's not even that. It's 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 like they say, you know, uh, you know where your who your friends are when you're either in jail or in the hospital. Yes. So that kind of opened my eyes to uh, to a whole different world. Uh, when you're active, when you're. You know, this is a roller coaster ride. This yeah. is a, a merry-go-round. You know, sometimes you're at the top, middle, bottom, and when you're when you seem to be at the top, everything seems to smooth. You know, mm-hmm. smoothly, everybody's your friend. Everybody wants either something or tries to get something. Um, and I learned. I had a really good teacher, and that was my father. And mm-hmm. you know, he he taught me how to open doors and. Uh, knock, knock on doors and and, and ask and and ask for um, not favors, but um, uh, he goes. There's gonna be there's gonna be a point in your life when you're asking for favors, then they'll be asking you. Mm-hmm. So I was at that point, um, and which I, it's cool. Like I said, I love this business. Uh, once I went downhill. It was like I kept digging myself into a bare ditch, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, hit rock bottom. Uh, as far as um, how you say the um, uh, stress, yeah. Um, not wanting to know about the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got hurt in two thousand and two, two thousand three. Kind of was kind of recuperating. Two 
2004. That's when I seen you guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can I those were the last shows I ever did it for AWS. Um, from that, I just said, you know, fuck the business. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear anything about it. I threw everything away. Mm-hmm. Everything, uh, videos, um, magazines, yes. a, lot, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Everything, I just, I just, I, you know, I, I later on I found a couple of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. that were there. But, um, yeah, it's tough, it's tough. Um, so, yeah, I went out of the business from 2000, I would say 2004, 2005, mm-hmm. um, all the way till 2011, 2012. Yeah. Now, and what drew you back? What made you? <laughs> my boys. Awesome. My boys. You know, uh, I was cool because um, they never wanted to know about the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were in school. <laughs> yeah, I we think, know. I we think we're, asking, we're, asking, we're asking Superboy we Junior. Just, we just spent the, the day trying to get him to watch Terry Guardian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brian Pillman. Never, Brian Pillman. He didn't know who Brian Pillman <laughs> yeah, is. Was. My God. <laughs> This pork is gonna be traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, young man, in my day, this is how they. No, well, you know what? I, you know why? I, know, I also know a lot about wrestling. Mm-hmm. Not because I grew up in this business, but Kurt, um, man, you gave me a whole bunch of videotapes yeah. from Tiger Mask, from uh, Universal Wrestling, mm-hmm. from the women's wrestling that I think I still have a, a few. Oh, I'm glad you still have. Yeah. Well, if any of those tapes you threw out, if you want us to try to find them somewhere I think some yeah. of them still exist out in yeah most definitely yeah so and uh, look for them yes yeah and uh, and and you know I, I've always was a big fan of Ric Flair's mm-hmm. uh, uh, Smoky Mountain Oh yes, uh, a lot of the stuff you know I, used to watch, I remember oh, you were watching Smoky flicking, Mountain wrestling yeah I remember flicking through channels Maybe back then, you know, you have to. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> so um, you would get a. I mean, yeah, you would get click, click instead. Yeah, of and then you would have wrestling. I would sit there in front of the TV, and then watch wrestling. And um, yeah, you know, I learned a lot about the business. And and like, like I said, thanks to you, I found out who Liger was. Man, when I saw that video, you gave me a video in 1989, mm-hmm. uh, where there's a single match. With Liger when he does the shooting star, yes, press. Yes, that's the first time I ever saw that. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, <laughs> "Oh wow, dude!" I was I was so impressed. And literally, he was the one that took over uh, Tyra Mass's spot. Mm-hmm. You know, oh yeah, he is much more enduring and he's much more professional. Than yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. No, yeah, no, 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 no. What, what, what? You know, initially I liked Tyra Mass, but when I'd see if if somebody if Somebody didn't work his style. He'd just give up on the match. Exactly. Yeah. Where where the second Tiger match, Misawa, he could adapt to any style, and then Liger even took it a notch further. Exactly. Very professional. Yeah, and 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 um, and yeah, I learned. You know, I I didn't know I didn't know like about Japanese wrestling until yeah. Kurt introduced me to uh, into the business and and through through tapes and stuff. And he got he gave me a whole bunch of stuff. And you know what? I got a lot of people hooked on those tapes. Really? Yeah, I got Impactos Me. I don't know if you ever noticed his style. Impacto, yes. You know his style. He did a lot of Japanese moves and yes. stuff. Um, uh, Acero Dorado. Mm. Uh, who else? I, you know, because I would look at these tapes, and and the guys would say, "Hey, where do you learn those moves?" Yeah, I'm give you my secret. <laughs> Mustache. Yeah. So I would give you a go. Look, check check these videos yeah. out. 
you know, they got a lot of the good moves and they got a lot of good stuff. And that's why when I do when I went to Japan, it was like being at home. Yeah, you know, it was uh, nothing new to me. Mm-hmm. So I was really impressed, and I was you know, I made an impression, which which, which was cool. And uh, you know, just just yeah, just going back, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I I I I said yeah, I don't want to know nothing about the business. I I became a little bit bitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really, I I didn't come in contact with anybody, mm-hmm. I, anybody, anybody until one day my 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 boys told me, you know what, we want to train, mm-hmm. we want to train. I said, okay, cool. Well, let's. Uh, we started going to White Parks in, in San Fernando, mm-hmm. and uh, White Park the wrestler. Yeah, <laughs> and my hip, yeah, it was a restaurant. <laughs> even even back then, my hip was already. Mm-hmm. I was really, really uh, uh, being bothered by that. But even like that, I went in. Uh, we were going like we went like I don't know, maybe three or four times mm-hmm. in a period of four months, and then well, they were nagging me. Oh, come on, let's go, let's go. Mm-hmm. So we started going, and uh, you know, a little bit more, a little bit more, and and then until I got my operation in mm-hmm. 2011. And that's when they started training. Oh, more. Awesome. Yeah, I started training. Well, I'm glad they brought you back. Yeah. So it's it's so great to have you back. I gotta tell you. Oh, thank you, yeah. man. It feels good to be back. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, uh, you know, you know, a lot of people forgot who I was. You know, and and I would go to that's a, so weird, I would yeah, yeah. Yes. but I would go to a show and people that knew who I was, mm-hmm. you know, that were gathering just to go say hi. Oh yes, yes. And a lot of people, hey, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck is this guy? Everybody yeah. say hi to, you know. But it was cool, you know. Uh, so uh, I got the recognition and everything, which I didn't want. But you know what? Uh, it's it's it was pretty cool. Well, it's good seeing you enjoying it again too. Yeah, not just no, being no. back, but seeing you have. And, and I was yeah. thinking, you know, and I said, you know what, I'm not I'm not gonna do anything, you know. But once my boys started getting more active, mm-hmm. uh, they started. I started taking them to shows. Right. And then, uh, like I said, uh, the the, the announcement thing just came, you know, by coincidence. Oh, I don't have my announcer. You might announce it. I go, I don't, I don't mind. I don't know how to announce, but yeah. you know, just do. Sometimes, <clears throat> sometimes the thing that works best are things that you just kind of fall into, you know. Yeah, and 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 I I don't like it, but you know, some people they say I announce. Fuck it, I ain't gonna argue. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're, so your own, you're not gonna you're your own worst judge, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Well, that's what, what that's what keeps you being good is keeping an eye on yourself and exactly. not not yeah. just resting on your laurels, you know. Yeah, and yeah, and and and, and well, here we are. Here we are today. It's uh, mm-hmm. 2015, uh, and I'm I'm happy. You know, I've gone from uh, helping my kids train to seeing them just recently. Mm-hmm. They're tag team champions. Uh, they won that spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have to do anything. Like, a lot of guys, oh yeah, you put your kids good. I go, no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't book nobody. You know, they they earned right. it. Oh, know? and 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 I can attest. I've been seeing them as when you were booking, you didn't put them over uh, like a lot of promoters do with their sons. No, because I mean that's. Is, I think that's one of the worst things you could do is push your kids too yeah. hard. They they're not going to yeah. learn. They're we had get... a great match at the Legends. Mm-hmm. That? Oh, I had so much fun doing that. Yeah. Oh, you guys were very kind to include me in that match. No, well, like I, look, Kurt, like I said, your family, you're part of the mortal family. Oh, thank and, you. And, uh, you know... You're the dysfunctional uncle. <laughs> yeah. I'm the uncle you don't yeah. talk about. You're when the, you know what, it's, it's, it's funny because I was watching the... Uh, 
our home videos, mm -hmm. and I can't, I can't, and almost uh, most of them you're always. <laughs> oh no way! <laughs> yeah, I don't. I remember when we did that uh, that farewell uh, for my dad. Yes, yes. Yeah, I was watching that. Not, not yeah, my oh, no way. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no way. Yeah. I'm glad you guys Remember that when we were today. playing poker up in, in, the, in, the living room, in, the, in the living room? It was my brother Manuel and my brother. Oh, my God, yeah. Chewy, yeah. you're hating on my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? Yes, yes. That oh was so God. funny. Oh, my God. Oh. And then we had the barbecue in the downstairs in the back of the house. I remember that last time I saw you? Yeah. Dad? I mean, that. That you know, was the last time we ever seen our dad. Oh, I, man. That, I mean, that was, a, that was the first time in my life where I was saying goodbye to somebody and I. You definitely. It was the last time I said goodbye. I, I had other times where I know people. Well, this might be the last time, but and I was so happy you were there. Oh, I'm so glad. Like to be I there. said, you know, um, you know, we we go way back. Oh, and, that's uh, 1989. Yeah, yeah, and we've established a really really good relationship as, you know, uh, friends oh, and totally. business, and uh, but most important of all, family. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and. Um, uh, I just remember, you know, uh, like you said, the last time we, my dad was there. Uh, my dad used to love you, dude. Oh, I love you. Kurt. I love that you know. Hey, dad, who who was that on the phone? Uh, El Gabachito. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll never forget. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd call and I'd say, oh, yeah, is Yo-Yo there? And he goes, no, Kurt. Is in Japan. <laughs> I go, oh, he is? And he's like, no, he's right here. <laughs> Almost every time he'd say you were someplace else. And, yeah. I miss him. He was, uh, uh, he was just a Yeah, he was guy. cool. He was a really good... You know, uh, it's hard because um, not only was he with my dad, but he was my best friend. Oh, um, wow. You know, there's times in your life where, uh, you know, as a teenager, you think you know more than your parents... Oh, uh, you're oh, yeah. trying to be more than them, and my dad put me in in, in my place. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I remember I was about I don't know maybe 15 or 16. I thought I knew it all, and I started asking him questions, and he knew everything. Mm -hmm. You know, he never went to school, uh, but he was street smart, really, really smart person. Well, and somebody taught him I, manners isn't the right word, but he was just very gracious. He wasn't. Talk, he'd never talked to you like he was above you or anything? You know what? Uh, I guess that had to do with, with, with growing up. Um, mm -hmm. He raised, uh, I think, like four of his brothers. Oh, no way. Like if he was his, yeah. Like if he was Like if he was the dad. Mm -hmm. And uh, he raised them. And not only that, he took care of them. And uh, Mexico, had, they're real, um, I don't want to say fanatic, but, you know, they're like, you know, you pray... At night, you pray in the yeah. morning, and on Saturday and Sunday, you go to church. So they were, you know, they knew the Bible, and mm -hmm. they had manners, because if you didn't listen, they would get smacked over the head. Mm -hmm. And he was only eight years old. He was taking care of his brothers, wow. and he used to be a butcher. Oh, so, no way. I yeah. never knew this. Yeah, he used to, you know. At eight uh, years old, he was a butcher. Yeah. Yeah, they used to Yeah, and he used to go get the, like, the pigs, yeah. kill them, the right and there. then the guts, clean them yeah. out, everything. Yeah. They would use everything. 
Uh, my father-in-law, you know, old school. My father-in-law grew up in New York, and by the time he was seven years old, yeah, he was working for his dad. One of one of my my, my dad's things was like whenever he would send me somewhere and I couldn't do the job right, mm-hmm. he goes, "Man, you wouldn't get out of you no, tú no sacas un puerco de una milpa." That he would always tell me that he goes, "You wouldn't take a pig out of uh, uh, how you call it." Uh, Cornfield, mm-hmm. and that was his word, his, his thing all the time. And he, and, he, and the ones I was thinking about, oh yeah, it's pretty hard because fucking pigs run fast, <laughs> and, they, and you get lost in there. Yeah. So that's they, they had him do that, you know. When they wanted to kill a pig, yeah. they would go into the cornfield, and it was hard, you know. Right. And then, and not only that, but uh, those things are sharp, man. Those, yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, yeah. So he grew up really tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't go to school, but he learned. You know, he was street smart, a uh, really smart person. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knew the Bible left and right. Wow, I remember really? I learned a lot of the, uh, things from the Bible, from the stories he used to talk. Really? And, yeah, I remember uh, uh, he was talking about uh, the Tower of Babel, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Sansom and Delilah, and a lot of stories. And, you know, I would sit there and just listen to him. You know, he was a really good Tory seller. Oh, I believe it. I believe and, it. Um, and, and yeah, really cool dude. And I, like I said, uh, when I turned um, uh, 18, I was, dude, I, I was, I worked with him. I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. At Gill's, fucking, uh, I, I was oh, sending cars and painting cars. Yeah. I remember that. So, yeah, I would work with him. And, and you know, I was working with him. And, 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 and I remember uh, his thing was that every little chance I get I would go to the gym mm-hmm. and then he would be looking for me Sergio and I, <laughs> I would run <laughs> and I, I would be like ¿qué pasó? cabrón ya estás en el gimnasio otra vez you're in the gym again uh, so yeah but you know I, we I have I, I love I love I love my, my, my daddy and uh, you know he was really cool um, like I said uh, towards the end um, we were all together um, I would take him out to the luchas. That was, mm-hmm. you know, we would walk together, and it was pretty cool. That's great. That's that so cool. Awesome. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Uh, before I wrap it up, I do know, just want to touch uh, base on Tritone again. I I wasn't able to spend much time. I was going through Facebook, and I think there's a video. He's on a walker now. He's. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you? Uh, do you know how his recovery is going? It looks like he's. Coming. You know what? Um, well, yeah, he he had a little bit of. Um, Problems with the hospital mm-hmm. insurance and all that stuff, right. which you know we knew was going to happen. Yeah, it always happens. You know that's why that's why I wanted to do the fundraiser for him because yeah. you never know. It's a little bit. It's not a lot, but it, it should it be good for something. It's going to help. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thinking of doing another one for him. So. Hey, yeah, I'd like I'd like to be involved. So yeah, so yeah. so you know, I, it's it's just a thought. Uh, we'll see. I need to go to, you know, see how he's doing and, mm-hmm. and and see the situation. If I see he really needs it, yeah, why not? Yeah. Well, we could probably do I'm, another, I'm, another I'm show. Kind of in awe of how optimistic he is. He does. He's really dude. He's forward. um. Uh, I'll tell you off the the, yeah. the mic, but uh, yeah, he he. Uh, they didn't come from the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a lot of people that are they love him, they take care mm-hmm. of him. There's a friend of a family that goes and gives him massages, massaging his legs. Right. Uh, when he came out of the hospital, 
he was already getting up with the, the machine and everything and walking. Uh, his left side is the weakest side. Mm-hmm. Um, so he needed assistance just to move the foot. Mm-hmm. Now he stands up on his own and, and walks a few steps on the walker. Mm-hmm. So he's really, really, really pushing oh, pushing himself to the limit. And, and, and he's, a, he's a warrior, man. Yeah. What can I say? You know, that's a good example uh, now I look back at my my injuries, and it's nothing compared yeah. to what right. he's going through. And and he's an example just to oh, know. you know uh, just to follow. I, I mean, and it meant a lot to me that you included me on the last show because I mean that's why I watched very first time mm-hmm. when I had go. No, like I said, you know, I wanted to include everybody, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, that that. Um, well, that means something, you know. Right. Uh, I wanted to book something, do something. Uh, at at the end of the day, uh, you know, you do something. Nobody's never happy. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't yeah. care about anything, anybody else. I did what I thought I could do. I got people, thanks to Tornado Negro. Mm-hmm. I got the Familia de Tijuana. Uh, thanks to Carrie I got, and Bart, I got a place. I got bring. I got the sound. And uh, and everybody else's effort, you know. I can't say, "Oh, I did it." No, no. No, you're not doing it for no, the no, 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 yeah, no, no. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I, 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 everybody put the two cents. Mm-hmm. Everybody put their little grain of sand, and uh, and I'm happy. I'm happy with the results. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really happy with the results. And and like I said, you know what? I I I, I include a lot of people. I was disappointed, and I'll be honest, uh, just because of the fact that. Only the people that were booked showed up, and like mm-hmm. I said, another handful. And you pointed out, and yeah, my dad passed away. Dude, every that place was amazing packed. testimonial. That yeah. was amazing. Uh, yeah, but it was still good with free time. I mean, a lot of a lot of people were in the building, and you know, um, mm. I mean, it helped them. I was happy. Too. I was happy because. Um, I, I really, I really, really pushed it. I pushed it. I pushed mm-hmm. it. Facebook, Facebook, flyers, mm-hmm. uh, posters. Uh, I talked to a lot of people. Everybody's going to pay. It comes in. Uh, so everybody chipped in. Uh, uh, sometimes you got to be a little bit more aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh I remember I told Physico and I told you we mm-hmm. can't be in the back mm-hmm. just because of the fact that you know we I wanted to do this thing good yeah. and I wanted the guys to have good matches unfortunately you guys left but some other people came mm-hmm. you know and I had to kick them out right right yeah <laughs> you know yeah and then it's not it's not I don't want to be an, I wasn't being an asshole or anything oh, but no, it's no. just uh, you know I just wanted everything to flow good yeah and I, or you know, it's just sometimes I think you know if you don't have that, people, uh, um, how you say it, um, uh, if you don't have people like uh, just um, being in the way, yeah, you know, well, everything's well, good, good, good flow a little bit. Yeah, and that's kind of better. kind of an old school thing where I remember mm-hmm. if there were, if the wrestling was getting crowded, I remember well, I remember one time at All Nations, Sammy Delgado says, "There's a few too many people here. If any of these guys are your friends, you know, yeah, because it shouldn't be. It should be fun, but it shouldn't be a party. You know, it's like yeah. too many people. It's going to be a party. Mm-hmm. You know? But yeah, no, no. But you know, but uh, like I said, you know, I was really happy you guys showed up. 
Um, I was happy everybody showed up. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a fun time. Yeah, I so, had a really good time. So yeah, so like I said, you know, just to recap, uh, you know, it's just it's been four years. It's been a ride, um, and and I've I've done a lot of things mm-hmm. that a lot of wrestlers or, or guys haven't done in in ten years. I can't remember a SoCal wrestler who did so many tours in Japan. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, you accomplished I, a lot. You did a lot. You know, somebody said that you know in the short term that you were active. You did a lot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's true. It's true. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and I'm still doing a lot for the business. Totally. Uh, and you know, like I said, I love this business, and and it's like I said once that and for the TLC, when I die, I don't want my name to be put on the on my headstone. I wanted to say Superboy. Nice. Awesome. Oh, that'd be bitching. Yeah. That's your, right, the Learning Channel uh, yeah. documentary. That was awesome. Yeah. When's your next show? My next show is going to be August 16. August 16. Mm-hmm. 926 uh, Cleta Avenue, Los Angeles, in East LA. Right Los across Angeles. the street from where Gil's gym is. Exactly right. That's why I feel so at home in that place. Yes. You know, all I have to do is just look out the, the curtain. And you got. Uh, I still look at it, and it, to me, it's not the new little it's the uh, same old place. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's it's I. It's just uh, nostalgic. Oh, totally. Wait, when I uh, went to the one show that the traumas were on, I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember looking it up, and I saw the address with Clayla, and I went, <laughs> "No way! That's the street Gills was on." And then I go on Google Map, and I'm like. Wait a minute! That's like right where Gills was. It blew me away. Yeah, and like yeah, it's very, uh, very uh, sentimental to be yeah, there. Exactly. It's awesome. I mean, it's a neat little place too. I- yeah, it is. It is pretty cool. I had a good, really good draw. Mm-hmm. I, I probably, uh, I probably, I, we wanted to put in a little bit more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, um, just because the fact that. I, like I said, I love this business. I didn't lose. I, I I didn't lose money, but I did have to put a little bit. Right. You know, right. towards the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, why uh, try to get all? Try to pay all the guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, try to have a good show. Mm-hmm. Try to get a good crowd. Try to get a good atmosphere, and that's what I'm all about. I'm. I know you were. You guys were at my other shows. Yeah. Oh, I love and, shows. and that's and that's what I try to transmit. I try to uh, give to the people, mm-hmm. and I always try to give to, to the people a little bit, you know, back. Uh, even though I wind up paying, put you know, a, a little bit out of my pocket. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it was a dude. Believe me, it was a it was a tough tough. Uh, month uh, promoting. I was promoting for the show Pomona. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I was promoting for my show. Yeah. And I put it on Facebook. I pushed it on Facebook. I go, please, guys, don't just view it and put a like. <laughs> Share it, cabrones. Yes, you know? Yes. I hate that they put like, but they don't really do anything else with it. It's just like. Well, it's like, cool like, as long as they put yeah. a like. You know? Because yeah. <laughs> you look at a picture or a video mm-hmm. and it says, oh, it has 185 views. Yeah. Well, come on, man. And only three likes. Yeah. Right, what? right. Yes, yes. Dude, if you watch it, fuck, give it a like. You know? <laughs> And you know, I, I when I go when I go through stuff, I, I see it, and if I like it, I, I, yeah. even if, briefly, I like. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh, we we've, we've been uh, <laughs> we're burning the midnight. Oh, this is awesome. 
Well, thank you for another interview, and uh, we'll be back for the fourth annual. The fourth annual <laughs> definitely. Yeah, because I, I could talk for another July hour, 2016. but I get some sleep. I'll wait to get home first. Though. You got to finish the show, Kurt. Uh, afraid to behave yourself. Okay, you got to finish the podcast. Okay, well, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, may the right hemisphere of the brain short circuit the left hemisphere, may the left hemisphere short circuit the right hemisphere, and bing. You're there. <laughs> See you next time. That's a quote. Cool you're just one like me. You're not even.